Head on over to cufflinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order. No minimum. Cufflinks.com has the greatest products for looking good. They have all the geeky stuff. Man, if you want like a Star Wars tie pin, you want some cufflinks that have the Captain America shield, Game of Thrones, all the sports teams, college sports teams, they have everything to add that little touch to make you look great. So, Look awesome when you step out the door tomorrow. Go to cufflinks.com. Use code DVR20 today. The Patriots lateral their way to a loss. The Vikings have the biggest comeback in NFL history. And the Cowboys loss causes Solo to quit the podcast. Next on Around the Couch. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Around the Couch, an NFL podcast brought to you by the DVR Podcast Network. I'm just kidding. Solo did not quit the podcast, though he was very upset. And Andy is elated. And Andy is here with me. Brett is here with me. But Solo is taking the week off. Let's let you know what? Before I even do the intro, I always forget to introduce everyone. So hi, Andy. Hi, you know, I I don't know about you guys, but I am really excited to talk about that World Cup final, right? Uh, or is am I in the right podcast? Or no, no. it's the football not... podcast. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, I so let's go. Every, nobody likes the NFL this week. Everyone's like, "Yo, man, World Cup is so much better." And I'm like, "Did you see the Vikings game? Did you see the uh, like five other games?" Hello, Brett. Hello, Axel. Great to be with you again. And um, I'm going to try to stay warm and uh, looking forward to talking some NFL American yes. football with you guys. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Axel, we should welcome you back, too, after your week on assignment. It's good to have you back. Thank you. And it was really fun listening. And I loved the way Solo hosted it was just amazing. I'm going to try to be that good. He he put some notes together for me. Uh, I don't know if I can live up to it, but he will be back with us next week. And I do want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year will be next, next week. But uh, we do have a holiday coming, a crazy weekend of football, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday crazy amount of football it's we're all gonna be i mean i was a little bit it was like almost too much by that uh what was it the the uh commies and the giants played on monday right <laughs> yep. and, and i was like oh my god but that game was not great it was pretty terrible but i still ended up watching a lot of it anyway i still thought it was kind of fun even though it wasn't really anything yeah. spectacular it was still kind of a fun game yeah i always root for heineken um you can find out more about us at dvrpodcast.com. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. I want to sincerely thank everyone for listening so far. We really appreciate it. You can throw us a review on iTunes or Spotify. It always helps. And uh, let's get on with it. So, I mean, Andy, we should just give you the floor the biggest comeback in NFL history. I, I, I should go back into my phone because I think <laughs> the minute they went 
down 33 nothing. I think I texted, well, at least you have the opportunity for the biggest comeback in NFL history. Yep. And, and that's what happened. Well, not long after that, I, uh, I, we had a vehicle get stuck in our driveway because we'd had a blizzard the day, day before. Oh my and gosh. at halftime, I went outside and started scooping snow. And I even sent you guys a video of me yep. in the tractor dumping snow out of the bucket and saying, I'm preparing to bury the grave, bury the Vikings in the grave for the season. Cause I, it was so, Oh man, it was so, so bad. I mean, what, what can I say? What, what can I, I don't even, it's kind of like the Buffalo game. I don't even know where the hell to start. It's like the Vikings all of a sudden are the most entertaining team in the league. And I don't understand how this is happening in the it's, history I mean, of the league. It's, yeah. Oh, it's great. Like there's so many stats and things that are just crazy. Prior to this game, NFL teams were 1,548 wins and won when they were up by 30 points. I mean, that's just – that's it's insane. Like the – the uh, I, don't, I don't even start the, – like they played so terrible in the first half, only three first downs in the first half, 29 first downs in the second half in overtime. I mean, Dalvin Cook has – I haven't talked about him much this year because he, he's been decent but not great. But, I mean, that touchdown he had and the – he he will he put the team on his back. I mean, a couple of guys did, but he was one of them. I mean, showed why he's one of the captains of the team. I mean, like like we all expected at the beginning of the season, Kirk Cousins and Kevin O'Connell engineered the greatest comeback in NFL history. Just saying that sentence out loud is insane to me. <laughs> I mean, the uh, the some other. I mean, in the last eight years, teams are two and one hundred three when trailing by twenty at halftime, and the other win win was the infamous you like that game also quarterbacked by Kirk Cousins. Yep. <laughs> I mean it's just I don't Cousins had 43 yards in the first half, 417 yards passing in the second half, the most ever for a quarterback after halftime in a game in history. I mean Oh, for, I didn't first, even realize that one. Yeah, wow. that's the thing. Uh, it, you know, kind of like what we were talking about last week with Solo about how Dak doesn't get the publicity. If this was Josh Allen doing this or Rodgers or something, it would have been Massive news. Yeah. 417 yards in the second half is the most ever in history after halftime of any quarterback. Wow. I mean, it's, it's the, he, the, uh, it's Kirk Cousins' seventh fourth quarter comeback this year. He's one away from breaking the all time record. Stafford had it in 2016 with eight. I mean, it's, and his numbers would have been even better. The two picks he had, even though one was a pick six, it was because Jalen Rager, one of them, he stopped running on the route, and the other one, he ran the wrong direction. And unlike another quarterback in the NFC North, he actually doesn't blame his wide receivers. Kirk took the blame himself. So I'm, I mean, I just, I'm becoming a, I didn't think I would become this big of a fan of Cousins, but he really, I mean, he carried that team in the second half. It was, it was just, it was just awesome. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the thing I was worried about too going into this game, and I had said it many times, is the defense. The defense has just been, getting worse and worse and worse. And on the surface, this looks like it was a bad performance, but the Colts only scored one offensive touchdown. I mean, there was some bad plays that the Vikings did. There was some fluky plays. I mean, fourth down and you throw a fake punt and you miss and, and two defensive touchdowns called back on penalties. I mean, that's three times, three times in the last two weeks that the Vikings have had a touchdown blown dead shouldn't have been blown dead. I mean, it's, there's some, I don't know, weird stuff going on there that I don't quite understand. I mean, Vikings actually switched their defense a little bit. They started blitzing. It was their, the second half was the highest blitz rate they've had all season. It gives me a little more optimism that, I mean, granted blitzing Matt Ryan is a little different than blitzing Jalen hurts. So we'll see if that actually 
actually comes to anything. Um, that was an unnecessary shot, Andy. <laughs> I, I didn't bring up. I, you know what? I, I thought about bringing up who who also holds the record for biggest Super Bowl uh, loss too, but comeback. But I, I won't bring that one up. I know. So, I was thinking. Uh, that. I appreciate that. I feel bad because I like I like Matt Ryan. I think he gets way too much shit. I think he is. He's one of the great. He he was never the best. Well, he was one year. Wasn't he MVP one year? Yes, I, he was. I've always liked Matt Ryan, so I, I feel bad that it was against Matt Ryan. I would have much rather have been it against a few other teams, but I mean, it was it was just. Yeah. I mean, and and the other thing is to come back. The biggest comeback of all time means you have to give up a lot of stupid shit. So I mean, the the game was it should have been much. I don't know, just a well, like you're saying. It, how many how many yards did uh, Minnesota have in the second half? Yeah, passing yards was like four hundred yeah. something, four seventeen. Yeah. How, how many of those yards were gained with Matt Ryan on the field? So <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, unfair to blame Matt Ryan for. Yeah, it wasn't Matt Ryan's fault at all. I mean, that's that yeah. that, that and. I mean, it was a lot. It was some really, I thought, poor play calling by the Colts to even allow them back into the game. I mean, they were throwing a lot of passes they shouldn't have been. I mean, they were they were snapping the ball with twenty seconds left on the play clock, and yeah, it, it was definitely not a Matt Ryan, not a Matt Ryan problem here. I don't think the the one thing I thought was really f- interesting coming out of this. We talked about this a few weeks ago: quarterback ratings and like Pro Football Focus quarterback ratings and all that stuff, and how how strange those ratings are. Pro Football Focus had Cousins at a 57 rating for the game. Matt Ryan had a 65 rating for the game. They had Pro Football Focus also had Josh Allen, Brock Purdy, Deshaun Watson, Mac oh Jones, God. Geno Smith, and Brett Rippon all had higher ratings this week for Pro Football Focus than Kirk Cousins did. You know, wow. <laughs> Can we dismiss that Pro Football Focus? Yes. Right. That yes. from now on. Well, that's and who it's Collinsworth, isn't it? It's Collinsworth's thing that he sold, uh, that yeah, he carries with so, him yeah. wherever he goes, right? And he and just the, talks about it all the time, and and, the, and uh, people started acting like it meant something. They're and just the ESPN, the, the QBR thing was almost as bad. Cousins at a 32.9 and Ryan at a 31.4. And anybody with two sets of eye, a set of eyes watching that game Cousins was playing at a whole different level. I mean, it was so it's those things. I, I have completely ready to just throw those kind of ratings completely out the, out do you the have, window. Do you have the passer rating handy? I do not have that. I should have grabbed that. I though. feel that like that was. I feel like that was more accurate. Uh, yeah, because well, and I read some articles about why why this happened, and I guess there's big penalties for a pick six. So they he was penalized. Cousins was penalized for that early. And supposedly it's less important when they're down by 30 points because the, the, the numbers consider that garbage time and not real quarterbacking. So Except when you come back and win and then yeah. it's not garbage. Yeah. So it's, it, it really explo- <laughs> exposed the flaws in the quarterback rating. Cause I mean, it's, I don't know. It was just a crazy thing. I mean, I could, I could go on and on and on with all the individual plays, but I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, the, the one other really awesome stat that I had about this is Justin Jefferson now has the most 100-yard games for any player ever in his first four seasons with 23, and he's only in his third year. <laughs> yeah, nice. he was something. This game was so fun to watch. I mean, it was to- – if ever you can say a tale of two halves, this was it, right? I mean, it was mm. – the Colts were dominating in the first half, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then the Vikings just all of a sudden woke up, 
and destroyed them and got it into overtime and won. It was just amazing. It was like, seriously, man, I'm watching that game. I just felt like Kirk Cousins could have closed his eyes and he would have found somebody (laughs) and they would have went for 20 yards. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just everything was working and uh, their defense woke up too. And and now I th- what is the Colts have benched Matt Ryan, right? Yeah, Nick Foles time. Yeah. Nick Foles is going to play. And, so you know, I, mean, I should say something about that four hundred yards. A big chunk of that was yards after catch. His receivers yeah. all played great. Yeah. Osborne. I mean, it was a coming Amazing. out party for him. Uh, yeah. Cook. Dalvin Cook had almost a hundred yards receiving. I mean, Jefferson obviously. Thielen had a couple big catches. It was, it was definitely even though Cousins racked up the yardage and the numbers, it was definitely a team game. That offense is still. Like I and I think what what your text was actually too was if if anybody can do it the explosive players it's the Vikings and their defense finally finally stepped up in the second half I the all the quotes one of the guys are talking about is when they came in for halftime Patrick Peterson came in fully serious not joking and said okay guys we just need five touchdowns and we can win this thing there's only been like three or four teams that have scored five touchdowns and a half in like the last twenty years. But Peterson was dead serious, and it well, got everybody jacked up. So yeah. I don't know. It's this year. It kind of makes NFL. sense, though, if you think about how many drives you're going to get in the second half. Maybe six. You just got to score a touchdown like five out of the six drives, <laughs> yeah, which crazy, they did. But maybe he was looking at that Colts Cowboys game, thinking that the Colts are are nothing <laughs> to write That's home. That's my guess. Because yeah, is, haven't they given up like what is it like eighty points in the last? Yeah three or four fourth quarters and the Vikings didn't even score in the first half of the third quarter. Their first touchdown was like with eight minutes to go in the third quarter. Yeah, that's right. The Colts have been outscored 55 to nothing in their last two fourth quarters. They gave up 33, 33 to nothing to the Cowboys. Then they had a bye, and then 22 to nothing to the Vikings. And I think I don't have the stat with me. I think even the game before that, they gave up a bunch too. They're just, I don't, I can't imagine Saturday is going to be lasting a whole lot longer because it's that's got to be demoralizing for a team. I mean, man, yeah, I don't. It oof. was it was sad, man. Saturday can't win on Saturday or Sunday or Monday <laughs> or Thursday. <laughs> and he's like, "I'm going to be the coach. I got a plan. I got a plan. I know what I need to do. I need to uh, have the biggest comeback in NFL history against me." Um, good job, Jeff Saturday. Well, let's move on. That was an amazing game, but we got a lot more to talk about. Let's talk about, we got two disappointing losses. Both our teams went down, Brett. I'm going to let you tell us about this Falcons game. Cause I can't say I saw too much of it as other things were happening, other football games. Um, but they did lose 21 to 18 to the new Orleans saints. Um, from what I understand, this was a bit of a, a nail biter. They did have a chance to win in the end, didn't they? Or tie, I should say. Yes, or win, really. Um, it very much like many games that they played this year. Um, they had the ball late in the fourth quarter with a chance to tie or win, and they kind of choked. Um, they did not look great in the first half. I'll say Desmond Ritter making his first career start. Actually, his first career snap came in this game. And oh, he had um, never hit the. He hadn't even played a snap yet. I didn't realize no, that. Had not oh, played wow. a snap all year. I mean, other than the preseason. Yeah. Um. 
And he got he first time he touched the ball, the Falcons were already down seven to nothing because the Saints got it first, drove right down the field. He uh, Ritter looked a little shaky uh, in the first quarter, as you might expect, a little nervous. Went three and out, and then the Saints second time second drive scored another touchdown. So the Falcons are down fourteen to nothing in the first six minutes of the game. Luckily, they were able to settle down after that point. And their defense only gave up one more scoring drive all game long. Um, Ritter looked okay. Um, he wasn't really asked to do much, unfortunately. Um, second half, the Falcons scored two touchdowns out of their first three drives. Um, most of those yards were on the ground. Tyler Algier looked amazing. He he looks like a steal uh, as a rookie. Um, as a fifth rounder so far. Where did he come from? Do you know? Oh, man. BYU. Oh, BYU. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at him because I haven't been paying much attention to him, but he's got 743 yards on 148 attempts, only two touchdowns. But gosh, I didn't. Yeah, look at that. 139 yards in this game. The last, the previous. Four games, he had 20, 55, 54, 52, but only 10, 11, 8, and 8 attempts. So this was... Yeah, he's had, he's yeah. had some flashes, but this is kind of his coming out party uh, in this game. So, um, you know, Falcons were moving the ball. Ritter was looking... He was looking... He started to look more comfortable. I, I, he looked better throwing the ball down the field than, than Mariota. That was what I was waiting to ask you. How did that's, he look compared to Marcus? That's a very low bar, Brett. It is a low bar. I would have liked to seen more. I would have liked to... Mariota always looks like he just needs a little to wind up a little bit more. <laughs> I mean, like it's like oh, it's like a shot put almost. Yeah, I, I would have liked to seen a little more of a game plan to to show what what he has. Um, what what were his numbers here? Do I have them pulled up? 13 for 26, 97 yards, no TDs, no interceptions. And okay. he had, but he did have uh, six carries for 38 yards. Right. Yeah, he, he's definitely in the pass first mode. There's a play, first play of the second half, I think, where he uh forced out of the pocket had plenty of room to run for a first down but he decided to throw an, an errant pass got picked off it was actually the interception was actually overturned but it was basically an interception he threw when he when really he should have tucked and run i i mean i guess i like the his mindset of kind of thinking pass first instead of leaning on the on, on his feet but that's also a nice weapon to have if if you have a guy like that they can run for the first down so yeah he looked okay um it's, a, it's just a little frustrating that you know we only got three games left in the season and i don't think that's going to be enough time to to really evaluate ritter based on the game plan i saw against the saints if the last three games are anything like that you, you're not going to really know what you have going into the off season, going into the draft next year. Uh, it, it's just, it was a reminder of why didn't we go to him earlier? 
like especially after that Carolina blowout on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the moment that everyone was asking for him, and <clears throat> head coach Arthur Smith was really adamant at that point. Even though that would have been the perfect time, you know, with hindsight, but even not with hindsight at the time, you have a mini buy, you have a ten or eleven day break where he can get all the first team reps. You got a relatively easy schedule. You got Chicago, Washington, and Pittsburgh. Two of those games are at home. You have you would have three more games of, of film to look at there. A friendly schedule. It just make it just makes sense, and now I think you might be kind of in a no man's land going into the draft next year because I don't know if you're going to have enough data on him. So that that's kind of my thoughts coming out of that game. It was it was frustrating. I know Arthur Smith said at the time after that Carolina game, I or he at least in in. In, uh, implied that he was staying with Mariota because the Falcons were still in playoff contention. Mm, that's what I was going to say. Because of their crappy division. But yeah. that doesn't really hold water because if they had beaten the Saints, they would be still be tied for first and definitely be in playoff contention. But he still made the decision to, to bench Mariota and go with Ritter in a playoff race. Why wouldn't you do that four weeks earlier, three weeks earlier? I mean, I I wonder, I had a couple of thoughts. I mean, I wonder if maybe Ritter just wasn't even close. I mean, maybe Ritter wasn't even close to being ready. I don't, I can't, I mean, I'm sure the playoff thing is part of it. I mean, the best case scenario probably would have been is if Tampa was like 12 and two or something and there was no chance, then they probably would have went to him earlier for sure. But man, that's, that's yeah. frustrating. You are in your no man's land. Well, hey, look at it this way, Brett. Our teams are in the same position reversed though, right? Where... Wilson was the starter, and then Sala said, fuck it, I'm benching his ass, but we still lost, and we're now on a three-game losing streak. You're on a three-game losing streak. Like, I think sometimes maybe a little bit too much concentration on the quarterback and the team as a whole isn't playing great. And it's and also remembering, I think, for both our teams as well, and I can just roll into the Jets game too. Um, I they're just not great teams, you know. I mean, look, the Falcons are five and nine. They're a game out of the division lead <laughs> because the Bucks are six and eight. Okay, let me list these teams: yeah. the Packers, the Lions, the Vikings, the Seahawks, the 49ers, the Commanders, Giants, Cowboys, and Eagles would all be winning your division. <laughs> because the Buccaneers Absolutely. suck. Everybody sucks. They're just, you know, yeah. I think both of our teams have a way to, I think my team is a little bit further people. And that's why people think if you plug in the QB, but I think if you look at even the jets game, whether you had had Mike white in there, what if he, the defense is the one who allows a 51 yard touchdown on a fourth and a half yard. Right. Like you were saying about Matt Ryan not being on the field when the Vikings won, mm -hmm, it's yeah. it's the same shit. So, I mean, I can't really blame him for waiting or whether it's a week or two weeks or if he's going to do it earlier. You have the feel of a team, you know, who maybe is maybe where the 
maybe it has a lot to do also with, uh, especially in the Jets case, I think it had a lot more to do with who people liked more and were following more in the locker room, like team cohesion. That's what I was going to ask you. I only saw the very end of that Jets game, but is it possible that the defense just doesn't rally around? Because obviously Zach Wilson can't be that liked. Some of the shit he said post games and earlier in the season, some of that stuff. Is it possible the team just doesn't rally around him and that's part of the problem? I mean, they lost the two games before with Mike White quarter, but you know what I mean? Like, but even with that though, the team, because I saw a lot of those games and they were, it wasn't like they were playing stupid. They were, seemed like they were playing damn hard. I don't know. Maybe it's just the little bit I saw that didn't look didn't look that good. But, you know, Zach made some good plays near the end there when I was watching. So I don't know what the deal with him is. Yeah, it was a rough game. Um, It was a rough game. It was a game where I didn't understand. And, you know, throughout the week, people are talking about it. Why Sala didn't take a couple timeouts on the last drive. It was unnecessarily rushed. But then you also had Zach Wilson. I mean, this is really true story. Lachlan turns to me during the game and he's like, why Why is it that Zach Wilson can throw a 40-yard bomb, but he can't throw it five yards? And I was like, well, that's the question everybody's been asking because he... I, I wonder if he's one of those guys... You see this in basketball sometimes. that they All they can make is three-pointers. They never yeah. practice their layups. All they do is practice their bombs I, all the day long. Well, that's what this reset was supposed to be about, right? Getting back to fundamentals and mm-hmm. not even dressing for the game. So the pressure is not on... You're not going to win this game this week because you're not even dressing. So you have no choice but to just practice... Sit and watch. Yeah, watch, read defenses, uh, uh, communicate with your wide receivers and offensive linemen, know what's happening in game, be in the zone and control the game like Mike White can do. But Mike White doesn't have, I mean, there's no doubt, Zach Wilson is a lot of fun to watch when he does that stuff, you know? I mean, I'm always thinking it's going to be an interception, and again... Like twice he threw the ball away (laughs) to four guys on the other teams. It's, it's insane. It's just like, uh, you know, but when he go, when at the end of the game, when he, when there's like what 38 seconds left and he's back and scrambling and he twists and turns his body around and then throws across the field to Elijah Moore. And then he takes off. You're like, that's the most exciting thing I've seen since I was a Jets fan, you know? So that sadly, kind of, he reminds, he reminds me of a guy a little bit that had a played a couple of years for the Vikings and Denny green tried to turn him into a quarterback where he would give you just enough eventually every once in a while, there'd be a he'd have this electric play and you're like, Holy shit, this is the guy. And then he would go into three or four quarters in a row of just absolute garbage. And his name was Tavares Jackson. Oh, you I remember, remember him? him? Yes, I do. He was a good kind of scrambling running quarterback. He had athletic gifts. He could chuck the ball a long ways. And he would make these plays every once in a while, be like, just enough to be like, God, maybe we should just hang on a little bit longer with him. And it just never, he ended up being like a career backup for a long time. But I just get a lot of those same kind of vibes out of Zach Wilson. I haven't watched him nearly as much as you have, obviously. But Well, I mean, there wasn't much, you know, I mean, the offensive line too. I mean, Zonovan Knight had 23 yards on 13 carries. You know, they weren't getting anything done on the ground. And the defense, again, they gave that up. And then, of course, we gave up another punt return for, like, no reason whatsoever. Mm. So it's just like I'm saying. When I look at this team and I hear other Jet fans 
and I, you know, see people writing about the team. They're like, oh, they should have done this. Oh, the fuck, Zach sucks. This, but no, it's just this. This team isn't ready to win this game yet. You know what I'm saying? They're not, they're, they're, their defense can be ferocious and then they just fall asleep. They're not a cohesive team like that, but they're ahead of schedule. I'm looking forward to tomorrow night's game. We'll see what Zach can do. It's going to be fun. He's going to do that again, and he's going to run around like an idiot and throw the ball up, and I'm going to go, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? Yeah, you, like, know you can't be battle-tested until you're battle-tested, yeah. so you got to yeah. learn it somehow. And I think the loss of Quinn and Williams was big, too. The defense is hurt, but still, Sauce did great. They didn't even throw at him. Goff had 252 yards, 23 of 38, one touchdown. They didn't throw at Sauce once. And he's a pro bowler, wow. by the way, too. The first Jets yeah. cornerback uh, since. Actually, because uh, um, uh, Revis didn't make the pro bowl his first year, but Eric McMillan yeah. did. My, and the I first rookie Jets as well since yeah. then. He was his, that was his rookie season, yep. McMillan. I loved Oh, Eric McMillan was the man. Him and James Hasty. Um, who actually is on the Giants staff? To, no, no, it's not. It's Aaron Glenn. Aaron Glenn yep. is on the on Lions, Lions staff. Yep. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you know, I wanted them to win this game. I didn't feel like they, even though they came back, a nice drive, scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter. I didn't feel like the Jets ever had this game in hand. I felt like the Lions did. And honestly, I, you know, a lot of people have been saying, Oh, you know, when they lost to the Bills, blah, 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 I thought they're a better team, but the Lions aren't. No, the Lions are. I think they really are a better team than the Jets right now. And maybe it has to do with Goff or whatever, but I also think it has to do with they're just playing better in all three facets of the game. And the Jets are the only team. There's three punt returns this season, and two of them were the Jets, <laughs> right? The, uh, the, the Patriots return one. And the Lions, too. So it's just stupid wow. mistakes like that. Our, your Falcons, my Jets, they're not at the level of Ando's Vikings. Or, I mean, we can move it on to Solo's team. He's not here for a reason, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I did I did, did just get a telegram, an emergency okay. telegram from Mr. Solo. He, ha he wants to uh, give his thoughts on the Cowboys. So I, I can read that quick. Let's do it. Okay, I don't know if I can do it justice, but here goes. Marcus Spears summed it up correctly on ESPN's first take on Tuesday. With the Cowboys, we have a tendency to look at the whole season or final stats. We don't look at critical moments of games where they screw up, coaching, stupid penalties, bad play calls. That's how this Cowboys team has been losing since Bill Parcells left after 2006. Wade Phillips, Jason Garrett, Mike McCarthy. It's Jerry Jones's fault for hiring these idiots. The only consistency the Cowboys show is that they blow games at critical moments. Kellen Moore, pass happy and should be fired. Last year, they crushed bad teams and lost to better teams. This year, they've decided to lose or almost lose games to bad teams. After the Lawrence fumble, Cowboys had a chance to close out this game. They needed one first down to end the game. They lose three yards on first down, and on third and ten, they go deep to Noah Brown. Noah Brown? If he had run the ball and had to punt... <laughs> Jacks would have used their last time out. Ugh. And don't get me started on that stupid third and fourth pass in OT. Again, going to Noah Brown. One target to Gallup. He should have been the guy. How about a Dak bootleg instead of him awkwardly throwing off his back foot and throwing a stupid pass? Cowboys need to fix these 
coaching problems. Until then, they will never make it out of the first round. Defense hasn't been the same pass rush as the first half of the season. With Van Der Esch hurt and DBs injured, this team is in trouble. Offensive turnovers, enough said. Man, I could hear Solo's voice. <laughs> I tried to do my best impression. I don't know if it came out. I'll have to listen back to it later. <laughs> I think you did it. That was a lot. You did a good job. I'm, <laughs> I was surprised there weren't any references to the 83 Cowboys or. Yeah, or, or Danny White's not walking yeah, through that door or exactly, something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to East New York or anything like that. Uh, um, yeah, this game, man, yeah, the Cowboys dock. Two bad interceptions. Um, their defense, what happened? They were ferocious earlier this season. Absolutely ferocious. And him that remind him talking about Noah Brown reminds me of how the Jets need to cut fucking Braxton Berrios while you're throwing to him where Elijah Moore wants to hey, be. Hey, he just made a Pro Bowl alternate today. I can't believe that is such bullshit. That's like Instagram <laughs> bullshit. And that's the same reason they signed him. I'm convinced that they signed Barrows because he's friends with Zach Wilson and they're popular on Instagram and they thought they would, it would kind of bring Wilson up, you know, in the team, like some kind of unity or something like they're Uh trying to tell everyone, Hey, Braxton likes him. You should. And then everyone's like, we don't like Braxton either. Motherfucker. What are you talking about? (laughs) Um, but anyway, back to the Cowboys. Yeah, they are. Uh, I don't know what you have anything to say about this game, Brett. I didn't get to watch a whole lot of this game except the end, and uh, it was it was a crazy exciting game <clears throat> from a neutral observer. Yeah, I mean that last drive that Jacksonville had to tie it up was was a little crazy, um, but I, I just I I mean Solo said it last week I think that he thought that when he when he was surprised that the Cowboys struggled with the Texans because he was thinking maybe the Jaguars game would be like the trap game looking ahead mm-hmm. to Philadelphia. And maybe it still was because I, I don't see them playing that poorly against Philadelphia this weekend. So maybe, maybe some of the players were lackadaisical and that goes back to coaching. We know that, you know, the head coach may be one of the weak spots of this team, but I still like the Cowboys. I mean, I still I still think they have a, a good chance. They're not going to win the division, but I still think they have a good chance of going going on a run in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think. I mean, Jacksonville's got a lot of nice young players too. I mean, they've been up and down. There's, there's in a lot of ways, they're kind of like how the Jets are. They're 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 on the precipice of becoming a lot better team, but they're not there yet. So, but they have the capability to beat people. So. I, I think Solo's, I mean, taking it hard, obviously. I don't think he should take it quite this hard. I still am pretty optimistic on the Cowboys, too. If they get healthy, they'll be in fine shape. Hmm. I'm trying to see. I'm just looking at the playoff picture because, I don't know, man. I just feel like because they can't, uh, they lost to the Eagles and they can't win the division, that the Cowboys are just kind of floundering, you know? I'm trying to see how what they'd have to lose to. Yeah, but that number one wild card spot, you go to Tampa Bay. I mean, who wouldn't or whoever comes out of the South? That's not exactly a bad spot to be in. Yeah, that's true. No, it's not, and and they're almost that's locked true. into that fifth seed. 
Yeah, yeah they whether they win out or lose yeah, out, they're almost yeah. locked into the fifth seed anyway. Yeah, that's true, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a, a big believer in Dak. I never really have been. But I think that this team has more problems than just him, right? And the defense, though I have to give some credit, let's give some credit to the surging Jacksonville Jaguars, who the Jets are going to play tomorrow. Um, they're, they're looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know? And maybe Trevor Lawrence, everyone's like, Jets should have got Trevor Lawrence. Well, they didn't. they couldn't get Trevor Lawrence. Because what happened? Uh, who was it that tackled the guy? We should have let him score, and that we would have lost that game oh, towards yeah. the end of I the season, remember. and we would have had the first pick. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, sorry, Solo. Cowboys are now ten and four. Yeah, and you're right; they are locked in there at five. No one's going to take that um, unless they lose out, right? The Giants have a chance. Yeah, I think two behind. If, if they finish ahead, they have they're like a game and a half behind right now. So it, it'd be tough for the Dallas to finish anywhere other than the fifth seed. Well, let's see what happens. All right, I'm going to try to do Solo's question thing. Okay, um, quick takes or power rankings. <laughs> so I'm going to do, do some quick tank takes. Okay. Was the lateral by Jacoby and Myers, because it's about time, the dumbest play in NFL history? Andy. <laughs> well, you know, I've, uh, it's got to be way, way, way up there. But I don't know if it's, if it's the worst ever because, or the dumbest ever, because there's a very famous Cowboys one and a very famous Vikings one that I think mm-hmm. are in contention. Mm-hmm. Leon Lett mm-hmm. and Jim Marshall running the wrong way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Those have got to be in – I mean, it's maybe it might be top three, and it might be the battle between those three. But holy smoke. And, you know, it might – bonus points for Myers because it was when the game was tied and they could have sent it to overtime. It wasn't – I mean, that was like a game-deciding type of play. So well, the Leon Lett play was also game deciding. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, because oh. I missed the ball. So I'm not going to say it's the worst play ever. That's no, the dumbest. Just like straight dumb, up dumbest. Sorry, dumbest. It's one of the dumbest. I'll say it's one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen, for sure. Okay. You know, though Marshall running a hundred yards the wrong direction too. That's a pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Did that decide a game? I, uh, I that's know. what I don't. I don't remember if that. I won't, I don't. I never seen that game. I've only seen the highlights because that's one of those games the Vikings fan does not want to revisit. All right. Well, I have. See, I have an opinion here. I do not think this is the dumbest play in NFL history, because someone else lateraled the ball to him, right? So it was already happening. I think the Leon Lett play is the dumbest play in NFL history <laughs> because it was so arrogant and also because who was it? BB that ran him down? Yep. And I think be- so. Because oh, you're talking about the Super Bowl play. Yeah. It didn't, oh, that thought, wasn't sorry, game deciding. I thought you were talking about the Leon Lett, the Thanksgiving Day. Oh, snow. the Thanksgiving Day oh. one. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I I thought everybody was talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, when people were talking about Leon Lett, what are they talking about? 
I thought they were talking Thanksgiving about Thanksgiving Day. What happened? What was that? Uh, that was that was when uh, the Dolphins were lining up to kick a field goal, the game-winning field goal. It was blocked. This, this is the snow game too. Yep. And all all they had to do is not touch the ball, and Cowboys would have won. But Leon Lett comes in and he slides in and he kicks the ball and then the Dolphins jump on it and then they're able to kick the field goal again and they get to it. Win the game. Win the yep. Game. Okay. So that's 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 what I think of when I hear Leon Lett. Yeah. You're right. What I should probably also think of is that dumb Super Bowl play where, <laughs> where he was hot dogging it down the sideline <laughs> and BB came and knocked it out for a touchback. That okay. That's Solo what is I, right now yeah. is. Solo is screaming at his phone right now, telling us, "You morons! How can you get this wrong?" So, for sorry. Me, well, see, for me, I immediately think of the Super Bowl play because of the showboating, and mm-hmm. that aspect of being dumb like that, yeah. right? And then just holding the ball out like that. But it also made a hero. There's like an emotional point where. It's you're always feel more like a loser when someone else is all of a sudden the winner. You yeah. know what I mean? The role reversal. Yeah, yeah, that role reversal. So though that did happen in the uh, in the New England play, I still kind of feel like it wasn't as dumb, basically because someone lateraled it to him. Am I? I'm not wrong about that, right? He was the second guy to get the ball. Correct. Yeah. So I could understand maybe he was thinking, okay. Like, you know, this is what we're doing. We're trying to score here. I, I see what you're saying. It, it was kind of a, a mental lapse yeah. on his part. Yes. So that's what I have to say about that one. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Let's see if I can come it up. Was, with- it was also fun to see Mac Jones just absolutely get leveled by Chandler Jones. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that was – I hate to laugh, but it was pretty hilarious. Yes, yes. Um, all right. My next question is – was the fact that we only got one quarter of snow for the Miami Buffalo game, did it ruin the experience or did it heighten the experience? Brett. Oh, that ruined it for me. Really? God, I saw that picture Saturday morning and I was like, this is going to be a blizzard game. <laughs> and it was not a blizzard game at all. No. So, uh, yeah, I was a little disappointed. Okay, Andy, a man who knows snow very well, as he is now trapped inside his house. Yes, for me, it heightened the game because something about that—it's kind of like when you watch a movie with a slow burn, and then, then the last act yeah. it just becomes awesome. Yep. Like all of a sudden, it's like the game gets close, and then the snow starts coming. I was like, "Holy shit, this is awesome! This yes. is football!" Yeah. I loved it like that, so I didn't need to see. Because, I mean, normally snow games, are they're sloppy, and the people have a hard time hanging out of the ball. So there was really none of that the first three quarters, and, and then it just gets to that. I just – I loved it like that. I loved the, the added drama that that brought. And, the, like, as soon as it started snowing, the crowd, you could just hear the crowd, like, start to roar. It was – I loved it. So I was a big fan of that, of how it happened. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ando on this one. Um, the fact that it just all of a sudden started coming down, and you could see how thick the snowflakes were, you know? And then the fact that previous they had to stop the game because people were throwing snowballs. I love that shit. That's like, that's Philly style, right? That's like, we're just going to burn the seats. Oh, wait a second. That was the Jets. Um, I was at that game. Uh, but 
I did think that wait, the wait and the anticipation and the fact that Buffalo did win it in the fourth quarter, I thought that this game really was really awesome. I mean, Tua played decent, 17 for 30, 234 yards, two touchdowns. Raheem Mostert, 136 yards on the ground. But, um, and Buffalo, Mostert, they kind of went away from the run in the second yeah, half. They yeah. should have, I still, Miami had all the chances in the world to win that thing. They were gashing they the Bills' defense and just stopped running. I don't get that at all. Yeah. And Buffalo was pretty much able to contain Tyreek, mm-hmm. um, which is a rarity, but it was just a great. And Josh Allen's a fucking monster. He is that team. He, he rushes for the 77 yards, throws for 304 and four touchdowns. The guy's just a freaking mon. I love, man. I, there's one quarterback that I wish the Jets had. It's Josh Allen. I love that dude. Tell him you're lucky. Love Josh Allen. All right. Anything else to say about that game? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. I'm trying to look at some of the other games. Um, the Bengals turned it on in the second. Oh, I was supposed to form the. I, I forgot the Jeopardy format. Is Tom Brady done? Andy. Well, I've got some fun Tom Brady stats because I know you're, you like it when we can rub it in <laughs> old Thomas's face. <laughs> this is the first time he's ever lost eight games in a season. Tampa has to win out for him to avoid his first losing season. He was 89-0 and 0 at, in home games with a 17-point lead until last week. His four turnovers match a career high, and it's only the second time he's had turnovers in consecutive drives. The last time he had both was over 20 years ago in 2001. I think, I think Brady is, I think he's done. I mean, he's still, I think he could still play a couple of years if he really wanted to, because the quarterback play after the, after the top 12 or 15 guys is pretty suspect, but he's he, the old Tom Brady is gone. He's, he's on, he's like the later, like the last couple of years of Joe Montana. I think he's in that range right now. Yeah. He's, he could still be serviceable, but he's never going to be the, he's never going to be the goat again. What do you think, Brett? Yeah, I would say he's done. I, I think he, I think he's been done since the moment he retired back in January. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think he was done. He checked out. He came. He came back, and he he took what fifteen days off during preseason, and then he's uh, going to Robert Kraft's wedding, you know, in the middle of the season, <laughs> and all this shit. Like he's just, it, it ain't, it ain't there. Yeah. I think he's checked out. I think his teammates have kind of checked out on him. He has the he still has the raw talent to pull out these fourth quarter comebacks when you've scored three points for the first you know fifty five minutes of the game and you pull out a win at the end. Okay, great. But looking at the whole body of work, yeah, he's he's done. I don't really trust him. Yeah, I, I mean, think so. I, I I was gonna. Oh, go ahead. Well, let me add one thing quick before you go, Axel. I could see one scenario happening where he could have one last hurrah, and it's if somehow he got – if the 49ers decided they wanted him next year. He could be damaging in that system, I think, but that's a big if. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, Axel, go ahead. Well, I mean, on the same note, we all listen to uh, Bill Simmons, and he's on this like quest to convince the world that <laughs> Belichick's going to leave the team, and they're going to get a new head coach, and Brady's going to come back for one last. It's like, man, I I'm no. not the kind of I've said this before. I do not respect people who stick it out. I respect 
Jim Brown. I respect Barry Sanders. I respect Andrew Luck. I respect people who know when it's their time to go. And this motherfucker, he must hate his children. That's all I have to say about Tom Brady. He never <laughs> wants to see his kids. They're like, Dad, you retired. I can't. Oh, shit. I what? Hey, I'm coming back, everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he does not want to spend time with his family. He's obsessed. He can. This is his identity. I, get, I mean, hey, it's his, he's Tom Brady, you know? But seriously, I don't think he's done. I think that this motherfucker will never go away. They're probably going to win this division. They'll probably win their first game and surprise everybody. And everybody will go nuts. And then they'll fall apart. But I don't think this team is very good, unfortunately. So you just said, you just said Tampa's going to beat Dallas in the first round of the playoffs, huh? Oh! I I'll tell you something right now, Ando. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised because Tom Brady always likes to rain on every motherfucker's parade. And and now well, he's like... He's hey, good at it. He, he said, hey, Axel, I heard you had a friend named Heath. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, I'm going to investigate what team he likes since I've decimated your Jets for 22 <laughs> fucking years <laughs> or however long it's been. Um, and Solo's a big Brady fan, too. That would hurt extra hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think that... Uh, but, hey... Burrow looked great. And this game was actually very similar to the Minnesota game where mm-hmm. Cincinnati just woke up and all of a sudden started kicking ass. And it was like fucking Joe Burrow was shitting gold. He had anything. Yeah, that, he second did. Half, that second half, the yeah. Bengals looked unbeatable. Yep. I mean, granted it's Tampa, but God, yeah. Burrow looked awesome. Chase looked awesome. I mean, the, they just, they looked great. Yeah. Fun game, fun game. All right, do we have any other playoff kind of game? The Chiefs barely made it by the Texans. I don't know what's in overtime. I don't know what's to say about the Chiefs. They just fucking like to play. They're like a cat that likes to play with a mouse. Mm -hmm. You know? They just don't. They never cover. That's just their thing. They play to their competition. There's, there's. I can't think of any other because they're obviously one of the best teams, but there's no excuse that it was that close with freaking Texans. Yeah. Yep. Um, Eagles barely made it by the Bears. Classic rivalry. The Fog Bowl 2 didn't happen, but uh, Jalen Hurts got hurt. I've always wanted to say that. Um, But he'll be back for the playoffs, I think. Or is he going to be back this weekend? What do you, what is the, what's the news? I don't think he's practiced, but I don't, I don't think that they haven't ruled him out yet, but I think it's like questionable maybe or something like that. I haven't seen the actual designation, but Mm, I'd be surprised if he played. I mean, I guess, well, it's his shoulder, right? So he can run. I mean, yeah, I don't remember what it was. Yeah. I think it's his shoulder. Um, shoulder is elbow or something. Yeah, oh, yeah, here. sprained right shoulder. Yeah, yeah. I have to throw it left-handed. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if he was if if he was Fields, he could. They would definitely start him because I don't. <laughs> that guy, he's a running back, you know, playing court, again, ninety-five yards. He's uh, <laughs> Justin Fields is something else, man. But um, the Eagles are still still hot. Um, let's see any other games. Um, oh, I do have a question for you guys. We didn't get a chance to talk about this because this was this is way back a week ago, the Thursday game, when the 49ers took care of the Seahawks and pretty much dominated this game. Um, Purdy looked good again. 
17 for 26, two touchdowns, 217. It didn't look amazing, but McCaffrey was. Um, what do you think of the uh, 49ers here? And uh, would, do you, are they number two in the NFC for you, or are they farther back? Uh, they're at least number two. They might be number one. I, I think if they played the Eagles, I think the Eagles could have some struggles. Mm. The they're, they're, I found a stat about the 49ers this week that really made me do a double take. The last seven games, their starting quarterbacks have zero losses, zero picks, zero fumbles. First team in NFL history to do that. Wow. When you're not turning the ball over and you're not making mistakes and with their defense, they're going to be a tough out. I, that's the team I, I am the most scared of in the NFC. And being a Vikings fan, right now it's the 49ers is, my, is the most scared team. Mm. This team that scares me the most, I should say. AI, what's your opinion? I think they're they're definitely a tough out, but I would still put them third behind Philly and Dallas. Oh, where where's Minnesota? I would put Minnesota fourth. <gasps> Disrespected right to now. the end, even by Brett. Brett BTK Minnesota right there live on that's, the podcast. That's where I would put the Vikings too, because the Vikings have lost to Dallas and Philly, and that they weren't in either of those games. And I, th- I think the Niners are better than the Vikings right now. But and honestly, I would put Detroit like fifth, like right there. Mm, yeah, maybe. Sad to see the Seahawks kind of falter. I mean, I'm glad because they're going to play the Jets in a week, but um, hopefully they won't be like regain their stride by then. But um, and hey, good for Gino. He made the Pro Bowl today too. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, that's. I mean, but what does that even mean? Made the Pro Bowl because there is no more Pro Bowl. It's the Pro Bowl games. Yeah, they're playing like flag football and stuff. <laughs> It's, it's like making an all-pro team. It doesn't really mean anything, yeah. but it kind of just says who the best players were in the league. Well, they can't – well, isn't – there is – isn't all-pro like a thing that the writers decide? Yeah, and that's, then, a, that's right? a writer thing. Okay. This one is like a third fan vote, a third player vote, and a third – what's the other one? Coaches vote maybe? Hmm. I can't remember. So it's Whatever. it's a, thir- a third, third, and a third. I know that. Yeah. If Braxton Berrios made it, I don't have too much faith in the voting process. It's probably Instagram <laughs> likes. Um, though, hey, you, he, he does have some nice females with him on the Instagrams. Uh, though I'm not into that kind of shit. I'm an old man. I don't, I don't follow Braxton on his social media. So. Well, he's hanging out with uh, Zach Wilson's mom's friend now. <laughs> um, I would put the 49ers... Uh, I I might have them first. Yeah, like you said, I think they might be able to beat the Eagle when they're when they're playing good and that people are healthy now and with I like Purdy. I think he's solid. Um I like him. They're they're good. And I kind of I kind of root for him at this point too. I lo- I just love McCaffrey on that team. I really I I really love him on that team. I never really liked him on Carolina. I don't know why. Um, Cuz he was with Carolina. Yeah, probably. <laughs> But well, I just, he's being used better. I yeah, think. he just yeah. he just looks good in that in that uniform too. I don't know why. Just, yeah, Kyle Shanahan telling him, yeah, <laughs> showing him where to go yep. and what to do. So well, Perfect. and he's basically playing back at home. I mean, he went to college in Stanford, so he's. I mean, it's no, he's basically true. right there. Yep. Speaking of Stanford, let's put up our feet on the Stanford ottoman that we have here near the couch. And Ando, why don't you take us through our picks? And then we're going to pick this week's game, baby. 
games. Baby. Well, not only is there new Kings in the North, there is new King of the, the day of the uh, around the couch podcast, because Axel has taken over since the first time, since the first week has taken the lead away from solo and the overall standings. Wow. This is, uh, this it's big news. That, that might be the other reason why Solo decided he couldn't make it tonight. Because he Solo struggled. He was 6-10 and 10 last week. Brett was 8-8, eight and eight, and you and I both tied for 9-7. and seven. Right. So we weren't – the uh, the only – there was not very many picks where people only had one pick. Uh, Axel, you lost on by taking the Rams for some reason, which I still can't fathom why you did that. And Solo lost taking the cards, which might be even a tougher fathom. And Brett had the Titans, but that game was a push. So – Nobody really picked anything up there. Um, we had we all picked Thursday night, right, for the first time I think ever. So that was exciting. Yeah, Forty I mean, Niners was kind of an easy one. So that might be the first Thursday game Heath has gotten. Mm. I can't remember, but um, <laughs> although the seven games we all picked the same, we were three and four. So our continued struggles are going on there. But I mean, otherwise, that's that's really the highlights of the week because we had a lot of games that were picked similar. So otherwise, it was wow. another week of. Another week of everything of the same old thing, I guess. But Axel is the new leader, ninety three and eighty three. Wow. Solo is one behind, ninety two and eighty four. I'm now four behind. I, I gained some pent ground too. I'm eighty nine and eighty seven. And Brett gained a game on the leader too because he was back by back nine, and I was back eight at eighty five and ninety one. So, well, I only have one thing to say. I will be your champion. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, baby. <laughs> We picked the Eagles, Commies, Vikes, Cowboys, and Jets, and we all lost. Yep. Yeah. Damn. At least we got the at least we got the Falcons to cover. So that's right. We got, we got one right there. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, let's move it on, baby. The champion so, says, "Let's let's pick them." Yeah, let's move it. Okay. So I thought what we should do here, since I've been doing all the setup, is let's change this up a little bit, and I am going to let Brett Brett. Pick the order we go in. Oh no! Yes. So who, you can decide who goes first. Since since you're the farthest back in the standings, you get pick. Who, pick the order. Um, no pressure. I, let's just Axel. You go first. Nice. And I like. It. I will go last. All right. And Andy and Heath will go in the middle. Do you want me to go second or solo? I guess. Do you have commentary from Heath? Yes. Oh, he's got commentary. Oh, I, I there, uh, he's, he's got plenty to say. Let's go. Uh, I, let's just go Heath second, Andy third. All right. Perfect. Okay. Well, Axel, you get to start out with, since the games are so spread out this week, we're just going to go kind of in order. I just shifted around a little bit so not everybody, somebody wouldn't get stuck with all the high point spread games like sometimes. So tomorrow night, Axel, your team, Jets are favored by one and a half against the Jags at home. Who do you like? Yeah, this is going to be a tough one for me. And I don't know if I've went against my team yet this year, but this is going to be a game where I am going to go against my team. I think the Jets are going to be defeated in this game. I just think the Jaguars are getting it together. Jaguars. 
and uh, the Jets are not. I'm still not sure. I yeah, Quinn and Williams is out. Um, we got a couple more players out, um, including Mike White, which means Zach Wilson is going to thrill me. It's going to be a fun game to watch. The Jets might surprise if they happen to win this. I mean, I I don't know. I, I'm going to pick the Jags here. I, I don't have too much. I, I don't know where I'm at with my team right now. I'm still excited that we're playing games into December and that it has some meaning. The methods, Enjoy it, Axel, because it doesn't always happen. Yes, and I, I appreciate it too because, I mean, I think most people thought that the Jets might win five games, maybe six, and the and you know we're on a three game losing streak, and I just don't know where we're headed here, and I think we're headed into a team that is finding its pace. So I'm going to go with the Jags. Solo says Zach will start. He's killing this Jets team. You're welcome, Axel. I can't pick Thursday games, and I'm taking the Jags. So I think he's 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 trying to say that the Jets are going to win since he picked the Jags. <laughs> oh, I didn't read that one quite right. I'm also going to. I get it. Okay, I'm also taking the Jags. They're just they're they're finally starting to play good, and I just I with Zach, I don't have enough faith in Zach. I think I think the Jags are going to take it. Is Mike White dressing? I doubt it. I doubt it. Damn. Well, in my eliminator poll, I have not picked the Jets yet, and I have to pick them. Did we lose Brett? Uh, I think so. I don't hear him. He was just getting to. I was like, "What? You, you're, are you going to pick the Jets?" <laughs> well, he's and still he and he's still on the call. He's okay. not muted or something, is he? Well, no, I didn't oh. mute him. Here you go. Oh, there we go. I'm back. Yeah. I'm back. Oh, okay. So where did I leave off? Did you hear me talk about my eliminator poll? Yeah, and you said you haven't yeah. taken the Jets yet, and then you cut okay. off. Yeah, I haven't taken them yet, and they play at Seattle and at Miami the last two weeks. So I'm going to pick them, and I need them to win this game, and they are going to win this game. Give me the Jets minus one and a half. I like it. Hey, you know what? I hope you're right because I would love to see the Jets make the playoffs, and it's in their hands. They they got to win out. That's basically where it stands right now. Um, so uh, thank you, Brett. Thanks for giving me a little confidence. Okay, next up, Solo is going to tell us who is going to win between the Texans and the Titans, and it's at Tennessee. The Titans are was a five-point spread. Now the Titans are only favored by three. You know why? Because Tannehill is out for the season and the year. Oh, didn't know he was out for the year. Yeah, he has to have season-ending foot surgery oh. or ankle surgery. Titans should dominate, but who the hell knows? Last game, Malik Willis just handed off to Henry. They should do the same with Tannehill if he's healthy. Well, you said he's not, so he is out. Texans run out of gas after tight games with Dallas and KC. Solo takes the Titans. Mm, I think he might change that if he knew that. Uh, <clears throat> the spread was, was lower. 
He he told me on the on the notes here that he said if the spread changes, I'm staying with my picks okay. on all these games. So okay. he already prepared for that. He's very confident in his picks this week. He's, so we'll, it's solo. What can I say? Yeah, I'm I am going to go with the Titans too because the Titans always dominate the Texans, and yeah, Henry's going to go nuts like he always does against the Texans. I'm I'm also taking the Titans here, even without Tannehill. Well, you got Houston coming off what could have been a victory last mm-hmm. week against the Chiefs and a victory against what could have been a victory against the Cowboys two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They could be going for a three-game winning streak right now if a couple of breaks went their way. Mm-hmm. I'm going the Titans minus three. Oh, Brett. <laughs> Brett, you tease. Um, I'm taking the Texans. Yeah, baby. Just because everyone else. Man, when was the last time someone took the Texans? (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know about this game. I don't. I I think you're right. I think I don't know how much Malik Willis. You know what? Last week, Brett, you and Axel both took the Texans and got points on them because they covered. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, there you go. That huge Chiefs 14 point spread, which why I ever take a 14 point spread with the Chiefs, I don't understand. I do it every damn week. Oh, okay. You should I, say. Um, I don't know if you said it. I'm sorry. I may have forgot. I may have not heard or remembered. But the, we're now into Saturday because all the games are take because oh, of Christmas. Yep. All the games are taking place. Most of the games, save for three and the Monday four, are taking place on Saturday and Saturday night. So effectively, Saturday is Sunday this week. They like yep, and these were. We're currently all in the early the early afternoon slot slate yeah. here. So most of the games are I think eight of them I think are early afternoon on Saturday. So yeah. I am gonna tell us about the ten and four Bengals going to the seven and seven Patriots. Yeah. And the Bengals are favored by three. And I don't know this should be like seven at least. Bengals. They're gonna win by double digits in this game. In New England in the cold something tells me the patriots are going to keep it close i'm going to go new england plus three god damn you brechual um (laughs) i gotta go with the Bengals here they're vibing man i mean they looked not great in the first half last week but new england keeps on making dumb mistakes that is really not like them. I'm going with the Bengals. And, you know, it's, it's kind of cold in Cincinnati usually, too. Bengals mm-hmm. are used to cold weather. Mm-hmm. Solo That's says true. the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. It's a team of destiny. Patriots are not my dad's pats. Bengals. Oh, shit. He forgot the face of his father. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brett. Here, here's one of the fun games. Five and nine Saints are going to the six and eight Browns. Browns are favored by two and a half. All right. Well, Rehoboam's working here, and I'm going to say is that Cleveland? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Cleveland's going to win by – at least a field goal. Give me Cleveland here. Um, Deshaun 
is not playing that much better. But the Browns seem to be playing a little bit better as a team. The Saints are resurgent, led by the Red Rooster Rocket Rifle. Um, I'm going with the Saints. You know what? Solo said. Oh, what? sorry. I was just going to oh, say. Go. Again, I have to say, no one is as infectious a player as Taysom Hill. He's got that big smile all the time. He's always like, yeah, football. I you know what? He, we'll take take like, a little pause because I know, not a pa- real pause, but a Taysom Hill, fun stat. After this week, including the playoffs, Hill has 10 passing touchdowns, 21 rushing, 11 receiving. Who's the last player to reach double digits in all three in, the, in his career? Passing, rushing, and receiving? He's got over 10 in all three. Any idea who the last player to do that would be? There has been someone else. And he's a, he's a Hall of Famer. Heinz Ward. <laughs> no. Is Heinz Ward in the Hall of Fame? Um, it's the receiving be, part. I'm not sure. He's also a former broadcaster on national NFL games. I was going to say Steve Young, but he doesn't have. Frank Gifford. Frank Gifford. Damn. Those were the days. Kathy Lee. 1952 to 1964. He played. Those were the days. That was kind of a cool stat. That was like, that was my stepfather. Sandy's quarterback. He loved Frank Gifford. And, you know, I'm bummed Solo wasn't here because I was getting these crazy – I got a bunch of crazy history questions that I was going to hit him with. And well, he probably screamed it at, screamed the answer when he was listening. Solo says on this game, Dalton versus Watson, game's a wash. Saints need this game bad, and I hate Watson. Solo takes the Saints. Yeah. I am That's also – I'm going to go with Brett. I'm taking the Browns here too. I think the Browns are a better team. I've seen the Saints enough to know – even though they have played a little better, they're still not very good. I don't think the Browns are much better, but the Browns have still got the running game. Watson eventually is going to probably is going to do something halfway decent. I think. I, I think the Browns win by at least a field goal. I I agree with you there, Brett. Hey, I just got a text from Solo saying he he wants to jump on the podcast. Really? Oh, hold on a second. Get the get him on. Here. I'm look. I'm waiting for him. When it, when he comes in. We'll let him in, okay? I'm, I'm, I got okay. it up. Let's keep rolling. Okay. Solo, you have got the 7-7 seven and seven surging Detroit Lions are going to Carolina to play the 5-9 and nine Panthers, who are also not dead yet. Lions by three. Oh, this is me, right? Yes. Oh, did I say Solo? I meant Axel. Sorry. That's all right. Some people call me Folo. Uh, let me see if did he text me. Well, your name on the on the call says Heath Santazo, so oh, okay, I get cool. confused. Um, that's the truth. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go here. Uh, I gotta go with the surging lions. Um, I, I like that team. I want I, I want the lions to make the playoffs. I like the lions. Okay. Well, Solo says he's in the waiting room, Axel. So let okay. him in, and then he can make his pick. Okay. I'm looking. I don't see him. <laughs> oh, let me see. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Participants. Oh, it's me. Paging yeah, Doctor Solo. Paging Doctor Solo. Paging Doctor Solo. 
Hello, everyone. Dr. Solo is in the house. Hey. Hello. What's up, buddy? What's up? I thought I'd join the end just to listen and give my three cents. Nice. Well, you're just in time, Solo, because it's your pick right yeah. now. Oh, oh, shoot. But I like what I written, so maybe you read it and I just... Or you could bring up your own... You're a script writer. You could bring your own script yeah, up and read you your own read, script, too. Read it. You read I it. I, I can't find it. <laughs> I have to print it out, I think. Yeah, he's on his phone. You read it. Oh, yeah, I'm on my phone. Can, okay, well, I can, I can read it, and then if you want to change it, you can change it. Yeah, all right, all right. Let's do that. But it counts I, as a switcheroo if you change it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, yeah. I get one. I get one. Okay, we are currently on the Lions at the Panthers, where the Lions are favored by three. And you say, the Lions are roaring and the Panthers are crying. Give me golf for Kelsey. Lions. Nice. Yeah, and I'm I'm sticking with it. The Lions are hot, and uh, Panthers they 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 kind of like peaked a little bit, and but I think they're coming back down. I mm-hmm. I can't see I can't see the Panthers beating the Lions, but it's 2022, fellas, and as we know, my picks were awful last week. So who knows? <laughs> and uh, yeah, the. Uh... Just in case you well, you obviously haven't heard it yet. Yeah. Uh Axel took over the overall lead from you this last week just to rub a little more oh. salt into that cowboy's wound solo. So oh. yeah. Yep. But Axel finally. See, it you know what, Axel? I'm like the Dallas Cowboys. I do well September, October, <laughs> parts of November, and then fail in December. There you go. Well, I'm a Jets fan, so you've got a lot of hope with three weeks left, so <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the Lions and the Panthers. Well, the uh, the roar oh has been the roar has been restored in Motown. The Lions are going to win this one easy. Nice. Yeah, the Panthers. They fell flat on their face against the Steelers. They're still just a game back of, of the Buccaneers, though, and they actually control their own destiny because they still play the Bucks in Tampa next week, and they already beat them in Carolina. So if they can beat them, they would hold the tiebreaker over them. Thus, if they went out, they're winning the NFC South. That said, I don't think they're going to win this game. I like the Lions minus three. Okay, and we are going back to solo again. Whoa. Eight and five and one Giants are going to Minnesota to play my 11 and three Vikings. And this Spread has actually increased. It was Vikings by three. Now it's Vikings by four and a half. Solo says, oh, these Vikings, they remind me of Cowboys teams past. I think the Giants stink, but we all know how the Vikings play after an emotional game. Solo takes the Giants. Yeah. You know, I am just always on the Vikings, and they seem to screw me over. Not as much as the Golden Gophers have, Ando, but uh, oh, I should have warned <laughs> you. I should have warned you about the Gophers. Yeah, I know that was my bad. Uh, hey, you know what? You know it is what it is. <laughs> Go Western Kentucky. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, the uh, I'm just going with the points here. It, I, I, the Giants are well coached. I, I just the Vikings with their emotional letdowns after Buffalo as they. When they played Dallas, lost forty to three. Uh, why do I keep bringing it up? And then 
you know, the so now the emotional greatest comeback ever uh, that Nate Burleson's ever seen. Well, anyone's ever seen, as I think Bill Simmons said, because it is the greatest comeback ever. Uh, I think there'll be some emotional letdown or or, you know what, Ando, who knows? Maybe this is the get right for the playoffs game for the Vikings, where they just say, you know what, guys, we're, we've been playing with fire. Let's just frickin destroy these giants, knock them out of the playoffs and let's make let's a start statement. using the fire and just torch these guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you did get your feeling flakes. So I, I don't know. My, I, my first down flakes. <laughs> Starring Adam Thielen, oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, is it first down? It's not Thielen flakes. I I invented that. Yeah, well, we can call them Thielen flakes. That, that that's <laughs> okay. a much better, much better name <laughs> than first down flake. Yeah. Um, or BTK flakes. But no, uh, I'm still gonna go with the. I Giants. definitely don't want that. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't want that. You don't want that. I'm I'm still gonna go with the Giants. I'm not gonna do a switcheroo just yet. Well, I'm next, and I'm kind of wondering if I might be the only one. I'm sticking with the Vikings, of course. I've got to ride with them. I'm, I might be the only one that takes them this week because this is a tricky one, but I still think the Giants are frauds, and I think the Vikings' offensive firepower is fu- – they're firing at all cylinders, unless they have the letdown like Heath says, and they usually do, but I'm sticking with the Vikes. Well, I asked Ando a couple of days ago which team he would rather face in the first round of the list of – likely contenders and you said the giants and you know what i think there's a good reason for that i think four and a half is a good number but it's not quite high enough so give me minnesota minus the four and a half Ooh. um i'm going vikings here i think they're gonna get it together mm. i i i think i like what solo said about it even though he went, oh, yeah, because I play, <laughs> I play both sides, so you can pick one. I know. Um, oh, I'm on Revis Island. I should have stayed off the pod, <laughs> just and not know this till the end. <laughs> okay, I'm up first here, and uh, let's see the eleven and three Bears going to the three and eleven, or excuse me, the eleven and three Bills going to the three and eleven Bears. Bills are favored by eight and a half. And I am, oh, God, I don't like this spread, but I'm still going to take the Bills because I've seen the Bears a lot, and the Bears just, I think the Bills are on the upswing again, and the Bears just, besides Fields, there's just nothing there. Bill, I'm going to, Bills. I also like the Bills. I think they'll win by double digits. Give me the Bills minus eight and a half. All right, it's me, huh? Um, yeah, that's a lot. Eight and a half. Uh, Bills, big game against Miami. Um, I'm going to surprise myself here. I think that the Bills are going to win, but I'm going to, I'm going to pick the Bears, uh, to cover there. Did I say that? The Bills are going to win. No, no, I'm not. So I'm surprised. I'm surprised that I'm that they're not going to win by that much. But I, I don't think they okay. are. They're going to pull a Kansas City and only yep. win by like four. Yep. Just like I'm not going to pick Kansas City to cover ten against Seattle. Oops. Spoiler for the next one. <laughs> Oops. Let's see, Solo. You you've told me that the Bills don't cover. The Bears stink. Bills are covering this week. I hope. Let's go, Kellum. Bills. All right. 
Yeah. This is the only thing I, I was listening to ESPN radio during my travels today. And they're talking about a lot of these games are going to be like two degrees at kickoff mm-hmm. and it's going to be yeah. some coldness going on. So, but that was fool's gold. Remember last Saturday, we were all thought we were going to get that snow game. We got the snow fourth quarter, but we thought we were going to get cold, hard nosed football, you know, and, and it kind of like turned into a little bit of a shootout. But, Solo, you, or, uh, uh, Axel, you should ask, he asked Keith that question. You asked us earlier about that while he's talking about it. Oh yeah. Heath, did you, did, was it, um, did you like or dislike that it took so long to start snowing that we didn't get that snow game until the fourth quarter? It's, it's like one of those things where, you know, that tuck rule game, the Raiders and Pats back in 01, that was like my dream game. Like it was prime time. It was snowing. It was crazy. I love it. Um, I was disappointed, but then when it happened, the snow, I got excited for that. I'm like, Oh, but I was still disappointed. It wasn't the whole, because I feel like, I mean, it, it didn't really have a bearing on the game, I don't think. But it is weird how you play three quarters of nothing, then it snows. Does that change, you know, the complexion of games with late weather stuff? So um, I guess from the viewing standpoint, I was happy we got a quarter of it and disappointed it wasn't the whole game. Okay, did you have anything else to add about the Bills? <laughs> Ground, gr- groundbreaking, I know. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I, still can't believe that the Bears backdoor covered against the Eagles, but the Eagles are the greatest team ever, so um, I, I'm, I'm more shocked about that. We haven't, but, got to, we haven't got to that game yet, Solo, so oh, okay. your thoughts on that haven't, um, been, haven't been let out. Oh, okay, I, I'm not <laughs> sure where we're at in this world of around the couch. I'm kind of <laughs> on the – I'm like sitting on the – armchair of something at the neighbors next door and I'm peeking into around the couch. Uh, no, I just, I, I think this, I think the bills will cover this one. And um, I, I just think the bears fields isn't healthy. And I, I just, I just can't see it. I see it like almost like a, I could see it being like 17 to three kind of one of those old school games, but who knows? As you can see, I'm very confident in my <laughs> analysis. 17 to 3 until like two minutes left in the Bears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again. exactly. All right, Brett. Here we go. 7 and 7 Seahawks at the 11 and 3 Chiefs. Chiefs by 10. Well, um, Axel already spoiled us on what's going to happen in this game. Except he is wrong because this is the G-R-G for Patrick Mahomes and his Chiefs. Give me Kansas City minus 10. Well, I just don't think the Chiefs are going to cover, but they will win the game. Good that you got that in there. (laughs) Uh, Solo says Mahomes (laughs) is the man, but he sucks against the spread. Seahawks. Yeah, I, 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 fool's gold. They, you know, they may cover. Brett might be right, but you know what? I ain't falling for it anymore. I, I I'm just, I'm sick of it. I am sick of the, these these <laughs> elite teams not covering. He's mad as hell, and he ain't gonna take it. Anymore. You know, you know. I, I'm just, yeah. It's just, it's just. Last week was a. I had a bad week. <laughs> I had a bad week, gentlemen. I was ready to quit all my fantasy leagues. 
I was ready to like quit the podcast for a week, but that's not why I didn't come on. I had to spend time with the wife. Uh, she needed me tonight. Uh, but I, I, I'm just, I'm like fed up with the BS, you know, guys, I love football, but I'm fed up. I'm enjoying college football more than, but then when I blow that lead in the, the pool, I'll hate it too. I'm just a miserable <laughs> old man. That's what I am. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I, I, every time I've taught, I've talked to people on the phone. I've been, I've been wanting to say like, I gotta do that or whatever, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and it comes out humada, 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 like <laughs> Jackie Gleason and the honeymooners. <laughs> And so I'm doing that, and it was like three times with my sister. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and and then all of a sudden, my my uh, like my uh, four year old nephew is in the car, and he kept, he keeps going, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It was it was like priceless. So I just wanted to shout out to Carson, baby, Uncle Solo. <laughs> okay, oh, I still got to pick this game too. God, <laughs> the stupid Chiefs have fooled me way too many times. They probably are going to cover, but I'm not falling for it. Like Solo said, I'm taking the Seahawks. All right. Okay. Axel, this is the last early Saturday afternoon game. Brett's five and nine Falcons at the nine and five Ravens. And the Ravens are favored by seven and a half. Ooh, doggy. Ooh. Um, who's playing at quarterback for the Ravens? Uh, Lamar did not practice today, and his his, his status has not been revealed. Because uh, they were actually they were talking like he was going to play, like the target date was Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. But with Andy's report, his sources say that he's not practicing. So who knows? That's that's tough when we do our well, picks. Early. This is the same Ravens team that lost thirteen to three to the Cleveland Browns. Um. I'm going to pick Mr. Ritter and the Falcons because I'm also hoping the Ravens lose so the Jets have a better chance to make the playoffs. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so all we got to bring it back to you and your Jets, Axel. <laughs> J-E-T-S. <laughs> oh, Solo. Uh, let me see. What do you got? Here? Read me. Read me. Read my copy. <laughs> Ravens are next to the Rams as one of the most boring teams to watch. Lamar Jackson returns. Well, that could be a question mark there now. But, yeah. but I got to believe the Falcons will fight. Ritter played like the Riddler, but give me the birds and the points. Ooh, nice. And I'm sticking to yeah, it, baby. I, it's a lot of points. I, I, I do believe the Falcons will fight in this game. I know that they're not, sorry, Brett, the greatest team in the land, but I think they, they overachieved a little bit from what, I think the collective thought the Falcons would do this year. And the fact that they keep losing, but Tampa keeps losing, they're still in it. Mm -hmm. They're still in it. So I I just don't like this Ravens team. Even if Lamar plays, I'm not sold that they're going to wipe out the Falcons. Uh, You know, I could be wrong, but I think run with Algier, run with Patterson and and, and pound the rock, pound the the effing rock, pound the rock. Don't do Kellen Moore. Don't, Exactly. Don't do Kellen Moore bullshit. Nope. Pound the rock. Pound Old the rock. school. It's December football. So give me, give me the birds. I hope the birds win. Fly, Make this birds, fly. The, the bird, <laughs> Raven birds or the Falcon birds? Oh, shit. You're right. <laughs> well, Falcons fly oh, higher than Ravens. The purple birds? Or... 
Yeah. Well, why is a raving like a writing desk? I could never figure that out from Alice in Wonderland. Mm. Never figured out. Yeah, I'm gonna. St- are, are are they still called the Dirty Birds, Brett? Because I'm taking them. I get the Falcons. I I don't think the Ravens can out. I think the Ravens might win, but I don't think they can outscore the Fal- Falcons by eight. So Falcons or by seven and a half. Falcons for me. Brett, and I have. I might have told you this before, but. I was a Michael Vick fan back in the Falcons day, especially during the Campo Cowboys day. So I needed something to root for. And wow. I swear I got the greatest Falcons coffee cup that I use like every other day <laughs> in between my, my, uh, my once upon a time in the Hollywood cliff booth stuntman cup that I got for my birthday. Um, so those are my two favorite cups in the world. So I just want to say, I got the greatest Falcons wow. cup. I'll send you a pick. Just, uh, you, you, know. still, you still have it. You didn't sell all that stuff off. When uh, <laughs> the whole Michael Vick thing happened, no, because because that's technically just the Falcons. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did go through that. I told you about the shoes, the jersey. That's right. Okay. You were just so, a really anyway. big fan of Chris Chandler too, so that's why you had to keep the Falcons oh, yeah. cover on. Right? Who wasn't? Who wasn't Andy? Oh, Keith Brooking yeah. was my guy. Keith oh, okay. Brooking. Who did Brett pick? Well, that's all. Awesome, uh, I interrupted him. Um, oh, yeah, he interrupted me. I, I was also going to say I I was I never thought I'd heard of. Uh, hear a vikings fan refer to the dirty birds before so andy i'm impressed it's burned into Um, my mind how can i it's like it's like every time solo reminds me of the cowboys doing something stupid to the vikings it's it's burned into my mind (laughs) it's become a shtick now i know i know so this game is in baltimore and i think the game time temp is supposed to be like two degrees or something um so seven and a half points is a lot of points but it, I'm still taking the Ravens minus seven and a half in this game. So give me Baltimore. <sighs> Reverse psychology. Oh. People going against their own teams this week. Right. Okay. The first of the late afternoon Saturday games. And I am going to tell us what Solo says about the commies <laughs> going to the 49ers where the 49ers are favored by seven. Uh, Niners like to cover. Commanders have beat some bad teams during their streak and lost to a Giants team after they played them, then had a bye. Purdy sure is in a cover. Takes the Niners. You guys got that Purdy pun, right? Yep. I love it. Okay, I just I just want to make sure. Yeah. I think the Niners right now, you know, I think next week, maybe we do we, or today, do we want to adjust any of our Super Bowl picks we did at the beginning of the year? It might be time to do that. And I'm leaning towards the Niners. I believe in this Purdy kid and this Niners team. I really do. And uh, I mean, but he could have that game where he just throws four picks. It's bound to happen. But I don't think they're they're not asking him to do so much. But when he does have to, uh, you know, that's the thing. That that could be the the. But until it happens, I'm riding. But I, I don't like the Commanders. They're they're fools gold. I mean, there's some crappy teams in the NFC. Well crappy teams in the whole league but uh, i just think the niners will dominate this and i'm laying some big money on the niners this week yeah before you got on the call solo one of the questions i actually asked us was what was exactly are the 49ers for real or how good are they and i i think they're the best team or maybe the second best team i think they might be better than the eagles right now so i agree with you 49ers are going to win this one and it's not going to be pretty oh man askel i I love what askel was that a combination between Axel and asshole or <laughs> no, oh no, 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 no. Axel is far <laughs> from an asshole. Yeah, I know. Oh. 
you know what, Axel, you're far from an asshole, you, brother. Bro. You're Thank a good you. fucking man. Um, but anyway, uh, having said that, <laughs> no, just <kidding. laughs> um, I, I love when Axel acts, acts, I can't even speak, and I'm sober ask questions like he gets me fired up so i'm sorry i missed his question you're gonna love that segment of the pod then solo oh yeah no i have something to listen to i am i am so excited to listen to it tonight (laughs) i i mean i took i even took a nap and uh, but you know so i'll be listening to it late night ai uh what more is there to say give me the niners minus seven they will win and they will cover I agree. Niners. Keep it moving. Okay. Next up, I am going to tell us all about the 13-1 and Eagles going to Dallas to play the 10-4 and Cowboys, where the Cowboys are favored by five. So that's Even the though- only can I, before we get to uh, the, your pick. Yep. So this is the there's only two late games. Uh, this isn't the Correct. night games. This is like one o'clock. Uh, this is like yep, this four is o'clock, the, one o'clock, four o'clock Eastern o'clock. kickoffs. Yeah. Yep. There's two late games. The yeah, yeah the Forty Nine ers. Yeah, this was like one twenty five or one thirty, I think. Okay. This yeah, these are the great. four time. I love four Eastern Christmas Eve football, man. This is awesome. Eagles, Cowboys, baby. I'm excited for this game. Glad so. You are. <laughs> <laughs> You know, even even though Hertz probably isn't going to play, I still think the Cowboys are just in disarray right now. And for them to be favored by five, I think is kind of insane. The Eagles are still, I don't know. I, I like the I still like the Eagles here. Eagles win. AI. I, I could see this being like a, a field goal game. Five points. I agree, Andy. That's a little high. I'm going to take Philadelphia. Philadelphia freedom um, was bruised and battered. <laughs> well, you know what? The Cowboys are an up and down, roundabout, crazy kind of team this year, like they are many years. And this is an interdivisional game. And I don't think that I think Minshew is going to get chewed up by a resurgent Cowboys defense. Cowboys, baby. Okay, well, here's here's the uh, the moment we've all been waiting for. What Solo has to say about this game? No Hertz has manipulated this lines. Cowboys should not be the favorites here. Give me the greatest team of all time: Eagles plus five. And I'm sticking to it. Okay, my, the Cowboys don't deserve my support this week Damn. after the crap as you probably heard in my soliloquy earlier read by, I believe, Ando. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes, read, it was read. read. Okay, yeah. I am so just like, here we go again. I, I, they, unless Vegas knows something I don't know, or, I mean, because you see this line, everyone's going to take the Eagles. Who's going to take the Cowboys? I mean, you'll get people that take the Cowboys because they just bet on the Cowboys. That's their national team. But I mean, what have they shown? Their defense, Van Der Esch is hurt. He's not going to play. He hurt his neck. He was the best linebacking stuff us uh, to stuff the run, along with Anthony Barr. The two of them, but and they still couldn't really can't really stop the run. But 
Van Der Esch is the cog in that because Micah Parsons has just become a pass rusher. Not When they had to play him at linebacker one game this year, it, it was not good. Um, and I, I think he is banged up. He's been banged up ever since they put him back in that stupid Vikings game for no reason. Um, mm-hmm. I just, you know, the, the, the coaching. I, how do you have a multi-billion dollar franchise like the Cowboys and you hire idiot coaches? How can you not find a great coach, an up-and-comer? And that's what pisses me off the most. I'm not going to go into any more because I wrote it down. But I, I'm just I'm fed up with this team. And it's not just the Jacksonville <laughs> loss and how they lost. It's not just that. It's years, Axel. Axel, it's years of seeing the same ending oh, to a movie over and over and over. Okay. In the last two years, they've sucked me in, and I get excited. Not anymore. And now I'm just I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm gonna watch this game. I know I I'm gonna enjoy it. They're gonna suck me in. They're gonna be up by seven. I'm gonna be like, oh, different team, different year. This is it. And then they're gonna blow it. I'm just you know what? I get a playoff game so I can I hang myself after it. But you know what? You know I'm just realizing I'm turning this into I have to control my emotions because. For years, I would live and die with Dallas. That would screw up my week. Then it would screw up my day. It maybe screw up a few hours. I was doing well. But then when expectations got higher, it would screw up half the week. Now I'm just like, you know what? This is my reality TV. I should just watch it. If I don't like the ending, move on to the next episode. And that's All what right. I'm doing. Yeah, damn. You know, so that's what ha- I, I learned that lesson for the, I'm going to reference it again, Brett, the 98 Vikings and I, after that happened, and I was like all in all the time. It was all Vikings all the time. And after that game, when I was sure we were winning the Super Bowl, I walked around in a fog for like three days. And I kind of had one of these things going like, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this when it's good. And I'm not going to uh, – not getting caught up emotionally is tough. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's just it's, tough. it's hard. We're diehard fans. That's why we're doing this pod. And, you know, I hated the feeling with my fantasy – Shit loss, Alan Lazard can go and Aaron Rodgers. Oh, we, have, we, haven't got, we haven't gotten to that one. No, I know. I just want to preview that they can oh, go okay. screw themselves. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the problem is, and this is what bothered me, I really wanted to watch the Jets Lions game. And I would be set to watch, I was set to watch it Monday or Tuesday. But on Sunday, I was so mad at the Cowboys loss that I erased all the games I recorded because I'm like, like it ruins it for me, and I'm like, why? I, I don't want it to ruin my fandom. Uh, you, of the solo, league. you just have to be mm-hmm. a Jets fan for a couple of weeks, and this will all be dispelled for you. <laughs> oh, believe me, I, I, if it wasn't, I tried not to be a Cowboys fan anymore. I've tried. I just no, can't. no. You have to. Love I've been. Your team. I've done it my whole. You have they're, to love my team. whole life. I mean, I mean, I loved them my whole life. So it's it's tough, and I got too much cowboy shit around the place. I mean, I, I got two signed helmets in my living yeah, room. But and- see, I have to disagree with you because at this point, please you're, disagree. You're with in me. the playoffs, so just chill. Let's see what happens, and then that they got the playoffs they got some weeks are, to get they got some weeks to get their yeah, shit correct. No, no, you know playoffs what? Playoffs are and, a different and, world. Once the playoffs start, nobody thought that. Have you watched this Cowboys team? Have you watched that Cowboys team the last twenty five years? But no, but you're, you're right though. Nobody thought I, Cincinnati I a, was going to the Super Bowl. I can't last be year. a I can't be a hypocrite because I've been telling Ando wait to the tournament, wait to the tournament, no matter, you know, and you're right. And when actually when the giants, when I found out the Cowboys made the playoffs 
because the Giants won, that's when I came like, oh, because, you know, in my head was we're going to lose out and we're, we're, gonna, we're not going to make the playoffs. Like I was honestly, that's what I felt like was. I'm pretty happen. sure that was. I think pretty sure you spoke those very words on the podcast about a month and a half ago. So, yeah, I probably did. Anyway, anyway, I mean, I know my team too well, but because Jalen Hurts is hurt, Brock Purdy, things weird things could happen in the playoffs this year. I'm open minded, but I'm not getting my heart set on it. But you're right, Axel. They they're in the playoffs. I get to yeah. I get to at least enjoy at least and, one more game. They, they've, they've got some time to get – I mean, I speaking from somebody who's had a lot of playoff collapses, maybe even more than the Cowboys, and ours have been so damn notable and games we shouldn't have lost, that things can change so quickly. Like even this last – I mentioned it earlier, at halftime of that Vikings game, I even sent you guys a text that said, I'm ready to bury this team because they're done. And right, the second right. half, all of a sudden, the defense decides it's the, the best defense has played all year. They go – I mean, we all know what happened. So, I mean, this is the time – that's why having a good team and having or a team that's clinched already is so damn important. You can get some of that shit ironed out. I think that's yeah. why I, I still think the Cowboys are one of the top three teams in the NFC. I don't you know, think it's a question. and right. you know what? Real quick, I'm sorry, Axel. I, I know I'm prolonging this pod, and you want to get be done with this already. But um, <laughs> I, oh shit, what's I gonna say? No, honestly, like you're right, Ando, and it. it I forget what I was going to say. I had a great point, but I was all, I, I know X wanted to move on. So I'm going to move on. <laughs> well, you can, you can always get a few points in here. You missed the first two thirds of the pod. So you got, you got to, yeah, but I don't want to get along this. <laughs> the pod goes too long because of me. So I'm trying to be good. <laughs> okay. So, well, we want to hear you. Okay. The well, 85 next... Cowboys solo. Tell us about them. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is, uh, is, is Brett is going to tell us this. And, you know, some places Christmas Eve, uh, on Santa starts delivering presents on Christmas Eve and through the day on Sunday. And Santa is all bringing us four giant bags of coal for these next four games on Christmas Eve <laughs> and Christmas Day. And here's the start of it. The six and eight Raiders are going to the six and eight Steelers. Steelers by two. Ooh, well, uh, the Steelers are at home. Two points is not a lot. I I had had little faith in the Raiders uh, most of the season, and it will continue this week. Give me the Steelers minus two. Mm, the great Franco Harris died today. This is oh. this is like the anniversary, the fiftieth anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Um, I think the Steelers are going to be. Riding high, pumped up. I'm going to take the Steelers. AI. I want to take the Steelers with Pickett's return, but that's not really saying much. Fuck it. Give me the Raiders plus three in a reverse immaculate reception. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> I, I wrote this up before. Franco Harris passed, and I believe Rocky Blyer passed too. Both 72. Wow. Any relation to the 72 Dolphins? Just saying. Not mm. don't want to put out bad. Oh, blood. and I should note when you sent me this solo, it was plus three or minus three Steelers. Now it's minus two. So the spread has changed a little bit since yeah. that. So the money's going on the Raiders there. But I don't know, guys. I might do a flippity flop just because I want Pittsburgh to win. 
something about the emotion in the air. Franco Harris, not Frank O. Harris. He's not an Irishman. Franco Harris, Penn State. One of, my dad. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a quick little story. So my dad was at, he was doing something. He was at a booth. He was selling something for his company back in the day. And next to him was Franco Harris. And they like chummed it up for like a whole, whole afternoon. My dad always said, said he was, you know, Franco was such a great guy. Yeah. Um, you know, they really, you know, had 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 some good talkings to good talkings. What the hell is that solo? Um, but no, they had good conversations. Is that when he and, asked a question? <laughs> yeah, what he asked. asked. <laughs> so you know what? I'm flipping it. I'm going Steelers minus two because you know what? As much of a Cowboys fan I am, I wasn't alive when the Steelers beat the Cowboys. Uh, Super Bowl thirteen. Was I alive? I might have been. I might have been. No. Yeah, I was three. So I didn't really know what was going on. But you know what? I always liked Franco Harris. I don't know. Just loved watching him in the NFL films. And I don't know. He's a good dude. I'd always want him. I'm going to Steelers. I'm switching it, Ando. I'm going Stallers. Well, you know, I've taken the Raiders way too many times. And I picked them last week, and they actually paid off for me. So I'm getting out while the getting is good. I am also going with the Steelers. All right. Okay. Next, the the first Christmas game that is uh, Axel <laughs> Packers six and eight at the Dolphins, who are eight and six. Dolphins are now favored by three and a half. It was four and a half earlier in the day. Mm, man, I really wish that this was the night game because this is the only game of the day that I want to watch. Right, right. I'm with you, man. Um, yeah, and I will definitely be going over to the in-laws for this one. Uh, though we'll catch it, and Michael <coughs> will be cheering for the Dolphins. Packers, I mean, I don't know. I guess in the second half they look good. Um, I think the Dolphins are going to take this. I'm going to pick the Dolphins here. Okay, here we go. Dolphins showed a lot of fight in Buffalo. Rogers screwed my fantasy team by not throwing to Lazard. Damn. I need two points in a point per reception league. <laughs> Lazard, one reception, seven yards. His second target, Rogers overthrew Lazard for an INT. Asshole Rogers. I'm sure he blamed Lazard. He didn't throw to him for the next three quarters. <laughs> Rogers and the Packers can go to hell. Fins yeah. minus four. <laughs> this yeah, this was the real reason why Solo took the pot off. It was the whole Lazard thing. Yeah, no, it, nope. it really was. It wasn't the Cowboys thing because you guys are my therapy. But honestly, <laughs> I was effing livid. I'm up. Not only I had a two-point lead, but in this dynasty league, this deep dynasty league, you have backup players. So the guy started Cortland Sutton, didn't oh. play, so he was able to move Duvernay up who had four points, which then in turn, I was down by two, but I'm like Alan Lazard. He's good for two receptions and 10 yards. Actually, had I tied him, I would have, I would have, I would have won because I had the tiebreaker um, based on seed. So the first drive, Lazard gets a catches one for seven yards. I'm like, dude, I'm golden. And I'm texting. And as the second, third quarter, I'm texting my buddy, Glenn. I'm I'm like, this ain't happening. He's and then he's like, oh, don't worry about it. Cheers, bro. And I'm sorry, Glenn. Like, <laughs> Cheers, <"Dah."> bro. 
Yeah, well, he sent me like the two glasses. With the... And then as the game was going, I'm looking at Lazard. I'm like, he ain't going to him. He ain't going to him. Lazard's in every effing fucking play. He ain't going to him. And sure enough, nothing. And I, if he did catch a pass, he would have got hit hard, fumbled. I would have lost two points and lost anyway. So it was just, I was, I told my guys I'm quitting this league. And they're like, no, you can't. You're a staple in this league. And, and, and an hour later, I'm like, I won't quit. I'll still play because I was thinking, I was thinking to myself, guys, could I enjoy football without playing in fantasy? Could I, could I, I'm sure I could. I probably wouldn't watch as many games, but we have the pod. And I'm just like, this was terrible. This was a terrible loss. And I'm just so screw you, Rogers. I hate you. I hate the Packers and Alan Lazard. Welcome to the dark side not, solo. And, and screw you, Lazard, for not going to Rogers. Like, give me one reception. Come on. Bullshit. This is all on Rogers. Go fans. Go fans. And, you know, I'm taking the Dolphins, too. There was another big story that came out today. I can't. I think it was from The Athletic about Rodgers and a whole bunch of the Packers players went on record about Rodgers' kind of story. Rodgers, of course, has denied all of it, and Rodgers blackballing receivers because they didn't know hand signals right and all kinds of stuff. It's kind of crazy if you go look it up. Wow. It doesn't surprise yeah. me from other stories I've heard about Rodgers that you never know if our rumors are true or what, but. I think they're in disarray. The Dolphins need this game a lot better. The Dolphins played good. They played much better in Buffalo. I'm I'm going Dolphins. I'm going Dolphins as well. It'll be a clean sweep. Lachlan's Dolphins, baby. Yeah. Okay. Now, now we're getting to the real good stuff. Oh, God. We should just oh, like yeah. uh, just say who we're going to take in this game. We don't even have to talk about it. This is such a bad game. Broncos and Rams, who are both four and ten, at the Rams. Broncos are favored by two and a half. And Solo says, "What a shit Christmas midday game before the season." The schedulers figured defending champs versus Russell twelve bathrooms Wilson. Now we get Rippin versus Baker. I'll be watching a Christmas Story two during this game. Rams plus two. Oh, Rams two and a half. Two and a half now, but Solo whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is, yeah. I am going to take the Broncos because last week Rippon put up 24 points and that was more than uh, more than uh, Russ Wilson did in any game this season. They scored 28 last week, but he got hurt before they got to 28. I'm taking the Broncos. Yeah, I'm going to take the Broncos as well. Um, uh, like Axel said, no need to talk about this game. Yeah, I'm going with the Broncos too. Baker Mayfield oh, Jesus. can't even <laughs> bake a cake, let alone play quarterback. My goal is to be to, to become the last place picker. That's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> you have a long way to go to get below me. No, it's good yeah, to be I different, suck. Solo. It's good to be different. Yeah. It gives you a chance yeah. to get up on us. Yep. Feast or famine. It's, all, yep. it's also good to be king, as Tom Petty said, but I'm not that. It's good I'm to not be that. king. You break in a while. <laughs> it's good to be Elvis with a ring and a smile. It's good to be Ando <laughs> in seven feet of snow. It's good to be Brett. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> you know, I'm not I don't even want to interrupt you because talking about this next game is not as entertaining as you're singing. So Yeah, I know. <laughs> I could keep going, but 
We got to finish the pod. <laughs> Brian, the six and eight division leading Tampa Bay Bucks are going to Arizona to play the four and 10 cards. Bucks are favored by seven and a half. Oh, Ugh. God. I, I, yeah, it was at six. I, oh, and I got to go first too. Jesus. <laughs> I, and the, who the hell are the cards starting? I, it doesn't even matter. I'm going to take the Bucks because I don't think the cards have anything left. Cards were eliminated from the postseason. Bucks ha- haven't been. Bucks are going to cover somehow. Well, everyone knows my opinion on Tampa. I believe they're garbage. I think this line is inflated because of so many people still being obsessed with one Tom Brady. That's too many points. I'm taking Arizona plus seven and a half. Um, Trace McSorley is starting. Penn State. <clears throat> because of that, excuse me, and because Tom Brady is in slow motion, I'm going to take the cards. Bucks might win, but I don't know, seven and a half. Okay, let's see here, Solo. Oh, Tommy, Bucks aren't good, but Happy Valley Trace McSorley may start for the cards. What a coaching matchup. Walking Dead Todd Bowles. Versus can't coach Cliff Brady's last primetime regular season game. Well, for this regular season, but I'll be watching Die Hard one and two during this game. Bucks minus six. (laughs) Nice. Solo's going for a double feature. Well, yeah. Oh no, definitely. Well, no, that's the thing. I'm not. I'm taking the Cardinals because I'm not laying seven and a half with this awful Bucks team. Damn. The ESPN line had six and a half. I was like, I'm in, but not. I can't do seven and a half. Even with Trace McSorley and Cliff, I can't do it. Ando, sorry. Oh, right, that's well, okay. I'll st- I'll stick with the Bucks. What the hell? I got nothing. You no, know, as well. Right. I mean, we really yeah. don't have anything to lose. Just exactly. our dignity and our just expertise. Our, just our, yeah, just our pride. Yeah, and our I'm sponsorships. To, I'm, I'm trying to read these in in the spirit of you, Solo. So I hopefully I'm hopefully I'm. Doing You're doing a great job. job. I don't even Fantastic. want to talk. I just like listening. You're doing a great job. I can't wait till you till you listen to your own monologue that you wrote for me earlier. <laughs> Man, I wish they could flex this game. This is you know these these uh, but they can, I guess they yeah. can because they're on they're on Christmas. You know, think about Axel. Think about what I mean. Again, I mentioned it with the staff, the Rams. Think about like. They were the only three games, and they were thinking these were going to be I like know. Yeah. the cri- rival, the basketball Christmas thing, and and it's just garbage. Because even the, even I this, know, I don't know, Packers Dolphins could be. No, no, no. Game. I'm sorry, yeah. that game is still. I that think a good, a good one. Game. Yeah, because even the Bucks cards. I mean, that's not a before the season. That wouldn't have, the cards were supposed to be an up and coming team. Yep, the Bucks were. Yep. Tom yeah, Brady. yeah, Kyle Murray. Do if he was having yeah. a good year, and the yeah. Cardinals were fighting for playoffs, and he got Brady and company. I like Kyle I mean, Murray. I hate him. Kyle's good. I don't like him. I just don't like him. <laughs> I don't. I didn't like him when he when they the no, Cardinals drafted Josh. Ro- oh yeah, yeah whatever. His name, Sorry, so Eddie Murray. Eddie Murray. That was a Lombardi. <laughs> so oh, Lombardi yeah. Oh, and, and, and like like their co-hosts, they just <laughs> they just skip over it. They don't correct him. I mean, he, yeah. he says Makai Parsons, not Mike Makai. He called Desmond Mackay Ritter or whatever his name is Ryder. He called him Ryder, and he kept calling or, him Ryder. Uh, 
Ro- what does he call him? Robert Saleya. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't even know. I don't even know. For the, uh, the Jets head coach, Saleh? Yeah, sometimes That's, he says every Salah, time Saleh, Saleh. The first couple of times, I'm like, who the hell is he talking about? It was Salah. so... I think yeah. the one time he said Saleh. Oh, you know what, though? I will say this. I love Lombardi. He's the best. He really is. Because he gets fired up, like kind of like Solo does a little bit. He, like... I mean, when you've worked in the NFL... And he, I mean, he goes after people. Do you think people send him hate mail or hate texts or whatever? Like he really, I'm, be, I'm betting people. a lot of those people. I'm betting a lot of those people know it's part of it is like his. Yeah, I don't want to say character, but like the. Well, he thinks he's in the cast of the Sopranos. Let's. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. true. That's true. Lombardi bada thinks bada he's bada the, bada one bada. of the five families. I mean, humbada, 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 humbada. Hey, but this but Monday night guy. game. Could be a yeah, bad the, la- the last game here, Brett. <laughs> this one's a little bit better than the other three, but not a lot. Eight and six Chargers are going to the four, nine, and one Indianapolis Colts. Chargers are now favored by five. It was at four earlier today. Nick Foles is starting for the Colts. Oh, is he? Dude, Nick Foles is more of a corpse than. Uh, Don't forget, Ryan. Super Bowl, former Super Bowl champion, yes. Nick Foles. Yeah, Statue. well, that was a long time ago, Ando. Well, I, I just remember that because that's another crushing know, Vikings defeat where they stepped on the Vikings on the way to the Super Bowl. I was so pissed. <laughs> they beat the Falcons there. And the Falcons blew it. That they should have. Oh, yeah, the Falcons should have totally won that game. I was in Pennsylvania at some one of my uh, brother-in-law's Rednecks family, whatever, um, places. But my buddy Steve Ricky was um, is a Cowboys fan. Love that guy. And we were just like so rooting for the Falcons, and we were dying. We were effing dying because the Falcons should have won that stupid game, and then the Eagles won. Chances from inside the five yard line to. Yep. The uh, the reason that Vikings game killed me is because that was NFC Championship, and it was in Minneapolis, and the Super Bowl was played in Minneapolis. Oh, you would have been the first Super Bowl. Yes, Mm. it was played. I was rooting. I was rooting. I didn't even even know you then, Ando, and I was rooting for you. (laughs) Mm. That was a tough. I was like, I was like, let's 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 eat this. uh... Well, and that was the that was the Minneapolis Flakes. That was the Minneapolis yeah. Miracle game. They had beat the the Saints on the last minute thing with Stephon Diggs, and everybody was like, "This is our year. This is our year." Nope. The Eagles are just going to kick the shit out of us, and yeah, fucking Nick Foles. Yeah. All right, uh, Brett. Foles. Who's winning this game? <laughs> I'm going to surprise some people here, and I'm going to go with uh, Nick Foles and Jeff Saturday to join forces and take out the loss. Oh, come of on, oh, yes. <laughs> wow. Justin A. Bear Chargers. Damn. Give me the Colts plus five. Ooh, you're insane. You are insane in the membrane. ETK. Um, yeah, I uh, I am not going to agree with you there. Mike, um, <laughs> a nice story. Uh, I And I'll be cheering for it to be an interesting game. But uh, I think the Chargers are firing on all cylinders. And um, I'm going to pick the Chargers here to cover five, baby. Solo says this line should be seven and a half. Surging bolts versus the shitty Saturdays. Chargers, lack of the week. Yeah. And you know what Jeff Saturday reminds me of? He's like the kid in high school that 
you know he's like a geek, but you kind of keep him around. And he's not a bad dude, but like he'll come out and say things, you know, like, dude, what are you talking about? What do you, do you even know what just happened? He's just, he, it's bad. There's the Colts. How do you blow a 33 point lead? How do you do? Oh, I know how you do it. Just, they did it on Saturday. Nate Burleson. Well, I love Nate Burleson, but I thought he was, remember when, when the Vikings went for it on the fake play? He goes, oh, I love that play. I'm like, you need to expand on that. Like you love them faking it. Sure. But not the pass. And uh, anyway, um, not the best color the, guy in the league for nothing. <laughs> oh, major league. You're the best. Yeah, thank you. Um, I knew somebody would get it. Oh yeah. Hell yes. My all-time favorite comedy and baseball movie. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, I, I think the chargers are, are on a roll and I, if they were to blow this game, I mean, who knows? It could get close. You always, the, the In the past, if you're a home Monday night underdog, you always bet on them. That was like the rule. But I think that changed in the last three or four years because my dad always used to tell me that. And he was a big gambler in the 80s, very successful at it. But like I, I always think of that. And then every time I go, I'm like, no, didn't work, didn't work. So I don't know. I just can't see after that emotional loss. I, I just can't see the Colts and Nick Foles. My buddy G man, we were in Vegas years ago, and like he woke up in the middle of the night and just said, "Nick Foles." <laughs> like, he just said it. I just like just kind of the humor. He just drops names, and he was dropping like Nick Foles in the middle of the night Nick at the freaking Mirage, where the hell we were. Anyway, all right. Well, that's our picks for the week. We'll see how we do. I, I could I could make my last pick though before we start going too crazy, Axel. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you had see, Andy, you got me again because I thought Solo had just interrupted you. <laughs> no, I just I I, I well Solo was and you I wrote was, it down. I wrote your pick in there. Yeah. Okay. No, the uh, the Chargers are hot. The Colts are not Chargers. Sorry. No, you're okay. <laughs> Yeah, I just thought Solo interrupted you. That's I, know, I couldn't remember. I have to get three hours of potting into like 45 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> um, but that is our picks. And yeah, man, just looking at this, it's going to be a fun weekend. I just it it is kind of sad that those two games on Christmas are so bad. I and the guess. Christmas Eve game. Thursday yeah. and Saturday will be fun for the most part. Well, you know, Raiders yeah, Steelers isn't totally terrible like i could get in i could kind of get into it i could see it being a game and with the franco harris and it's in pittsburgh you know what i'm nostalgia. saying nostalgia yeah, yeah nostalgia. that's true yeah that's i could true. get into it a little bit it'd be nice if they were better teams but yeah the nostalgia of it all i i, I buy into that too way too much is there a chance for snow in pittsburgh i know it's gonna be cold oh, oh, they'll tell us they'll like tell us BTK. they'll tell us and then it'll be like sunny and yeah. bright yeah right well, these storms are, yeah. I mean, I well, yeah. No, that I think storm I've Saturday. got now is is heading east. So, okay. riders on the storm. Uh, Pittsburgh has snow on on Friday night and for all day Friday, and then Saturday the high of thirteen degrees. <sighs> Damn. Yeah, I think I don't know if we're gonna get snow, but it's gonna be cold in these games. It's gonna be cold, but on you know where it's not cold? Tundra. On the what? frozen tundra, it's cold. But it's not cold on the love seat. So let's hand it over to Brett and let's get into some of that college talk. I know you guys are doing a pool. So 
why don't you chat a little bit about the collegiate level of f- football? He lives on love seats <laughs> from being on love seats. Well, uh, time he's doing us. very well in the pool, actually. Um, you're in first place. I need to update it after <sighs> Western Kentucky defeated South Alabama 44 to 23 in the New Orleans Bowl. Heath was the only one to have Western Kentucky. We had five people that picked South Alabama. So, goody for you, sir. What's it? Forty-four to twenty-three. Right yeah, now. I was hoping it. I was hoping it was going to be more. So there was. And then, you said there was five people that picked the wrong team there. Correct. Oh, I thought there was only oh. like two. I didn't study the picks real close on that one yet. Yeah, Did I? Five people picked South Alabama. The the guy in first place picked South Alabama, and Heath, who was in second place. Oh, I missed that Western one. Kentucky. So oh, oh yeah, you're right. I I because I've been keeping I've been scoring at home and I missed a bunch of South Alabamas up on the top. Ooh, that was a big win for me, Brett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Heath is in first place comfortably with 88 points. Andy is tied for second with 59 points. Hell so yeah. I mean, granted, I've picked what six of my ten already. So five. Um, oh, only five. Okay. My big one's gonna be I have two lane against USC. That I guess That's now it's kind of like I, I don't want to get blowouts. Um, but I have some, you know, I think I have Wake Forest coming up that it could be who knows. Um, That's true. You got Wake Forest. And I have over Buffalo. Missouri. I got my Buffalo, got Buffalo over Georgia Southern. You have some head-to-head matchups with people that pick the other the other way. And then you have Oklahoma yeah. State and Oregon and Tulane. And a bunch of people have USC in that game, so that'll be that could be a swing game as well. Well, I, st- I think I stayed away from that game. That one scared me a little bit. That USC. Um, let's see. Are yeah. there any interesting games coming up here in the next week or so? Because I know. Next oh yeah, we're going to dive into the biggest bowl game of the season, the Pinstripe Bowl. Oh, huge. I stayed away. Huge. Did you pick that, Ando? Did you pick that, Minnesota Syracuse? No, nope, I stayed away. <laughs> Me too. I just want to watch that as a, as a fan. Yep, yeah. that's what. That's exactly why I'm like, nope. I don't want to. Don't want to put that pressure on it because it could be close. That could be a touchdown game. You, you know, know, the year I won this one. pool, though, I think I did bet on the go. I did pick the Gophers, and they they came through for me. I think that if I wouldn't have picked them, I wouldn't have won. I think that year. Wow, I think you're right. Um. Five people picked the pinstripe ball, and they all picked Minnesota. Go Q's, go Q's. So, and I think I think that the spread I think was a little too rich for my blood. I think it was like seven or seven and a half. I think wasn't it? Or is the spread? I should say not that we're betting on the spread. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, the spread was way uh, higher than what I thought. But I, I, Minnesota's favorite, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to be. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing is like with my Oklahoma State pick, they're they're actually heavy underdogs, which I didn't realize. <laughs> I kind of went with my gut with this whole thing. So hopefully, well, Western me Kentucky was also an underdog, and they yeah, just no, I know. I just had a feeling. Maybe I was thinking Bray, Mike White, Bailey Zappi. Um, I just, I just had, you know, that was just a hunch. 
I, I honestly, I have no. A lot of the teams up. that are a lot of the teams that are underdogs are because they've got a lot lost a lot of people to transfer portal or people that aren't playing in the games. So yeah. that's affected the lines in weird ways. It always that's the tricky part about this all the time is how do you know how do you know who's playing and who isn't and what the backups are going to do. Well, that's why I picked Tulane because I don't know if Caleb Williams is going to play because he had that injury. Yep. Um, so I just and their USC's defense is awful. Uh, so that's why I was kind of like, I could see Tulane wanting it more. This is like their biggest bowl in history, yep. <laughs> you know? So I, you know, those are some of my, I went with more emotional thinking than analytic. Um, and so far it's worked, but Hey, we still have a full bowl season. Um, I did want to go with Brett's Georgia, but I, I just worried that if it was a close game, I, I, you know, I think Georgia's going to lay the smack down. That was one pick I would have changed. Probably wouldn't have taken Buffalo and taken Georgia, but um, I waited too long at the last minute and didn't do enough research. <laughs> those those Tannen Hills, Tannen Hills out play. for the season. Oh yeah, uh, I think Axel did Axel mention that or did you mention that Brett earlier? Oh, I just saw it. Uh, who was that? The Tannehill thing. He out for the year. Uh, so Malik no, Willis wasn't. is going to have to lead the Titans. Oof. So now we're really going to see who's better, Malik Willis or Desmond Ritter. Oh. Well, <laughs> Malik Willis is one and zero against the Texans. <laughs> well, you know, solo. Since we can talk a little, since there's just, I mean, the uh, college thing. Axel's gone anyways for a little while here, but the uh, yeah, I got a couple trivia things for you that I found some oh. trivia statistics. Uh, Taysom this. Hill, Taysom Hill this week. Has be he has also hit double digits in all three of these career passing touchdowns, rushing and receiving touchdowns. So he's got double ten passing, twenty one rushing, eleven TDs. Who was the last player to have that in his career? Oh, say that say that again for me. Say he's that. Again. I'm double, sorry. He's got double digits on passing touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, and receiving touchdowns in his career. Mm, okay. Who's the last player to do that? So. Wait, he doesn't. He has ten. He doesn't have ten passing touchdowns in his career. Oh, career. Um, I'll give you I'll two say, hints. I would he's say a, Cordell Stewart. He's a Hall of Famer. Oh, and he's a former broadcaster on on primetime NFL games. Jim Thorpe. <laughs> no, Frank Gifford. Um, oh, Frank Gifford. Nice. Would not have gotten that. TJ Watt has become the third fastest to reach 75 sacks. Who did it faster than he did? And sacks were tracked in 82, so it has to be since right. 82. Lawrence Taylor? Nope. DeMarcus Ware? Nope. No. Brett, you got any guess? Mm, no. I suck. Uh, Reggie White and his brother JJ. Oh, JJ I was gonna Watt. say Reggie White. I was gonna say Reggie White. Dynamite. Smith, but... <laughs> <laughs> Axel's back. <laughs> and you know what? I got one more, and this is an easy one. Justin Fields passed a thousand yards rushing this week. Only two quarterbacks have ever done this before. Who are the two? Vic and Lamar, right? Yep. Lamar did it twice, back to back years. Man, isn't it crazy that in my mind, Randall Cunningham ran for like 2,000 yards a season? <laughs> I know. Right? Solo, don't you feel well, like that? 
you know what? You're a hundred percent correct because he was the only one yep, to, exactly. that was doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we glorified Cunningham more. Um, and then he, you know, had a good little run with the Vikings. Well, for it, a couple just, of, for a year. it just shows but, how sometimes the NFL I mean, is so wise. slow to recognize something change, like what a big deal it was. Oh my God, he's running. You know what I mean? Like, and now you see yeah. it today. It's like nothing, you know? And then we had it, and then it went backwards, and now it's back again. Yeah. Well, I, I think, think Steve Young had a couple of years where he was true. pretty high in rushing yards, too. But, I mean, never a 1,000, obviously. Yeah, but, but he never looked right. like Randall, though, when he, no, <laughs> he no, was. No, no, no. was a lot God, Cunningham was awesome. And when he was with Philly in his prime, holy oh, shit, was God, he good. God, man. I'm, now, do you think, and this is my question, probably, I mean, definitely for Lachlan, Luke, Brett, I don't know how many kids you have. I know you have, like, 12 <laughs> for your bathrooms but um one i don't have any i don't have any kids but uh yeah no you you know how we talk about randall and all all the kids when we were young we like idolize these guys and they were like even now when we we talk about it like oh are kids doing the same thing nowadays yes they are okay yeah okay dude um, let me tell you something i have been shocked at how many NFL players and how much Lachlan knows from school, you right? Know, from just talking to people at school because yeah, he does sometimes listen to podcasts because he has an Alexa. So he can, he calls up actually, he might listen to this podcast, go to sleep Lachlan. Um, but uh, yeah, no, totally. It's like that dude. Definitely. Okay. I mean, yeah. You know, I was that it, um, Luke knows what a podcast knows that a podcast is a thing. Like he'll say, he thinks podcasting is just me talking to my friends. So he does, obviously doesn't listen to anything. He's five and a half, but like two days right, ago, right. he walked up to me and said, Hey dad, when is Patrick Mahomes playing? Oh, that's great. And I'm like, Holy oh. shit. And like Pat Mahomes is, uh, was it state farm or all state, whatever one he's yeah. shilling for the commercials come on. He's like, dad, it's Patrick Mahomes. Every time Patrick that's Mahomes awesome. comes on the television. So I was, I, I, I'm not like I'm sitting around talking about Pat Mahomes all the time. So I don't oh. know if he got like he got it at school or just when I've been watching games or what. But yeah, they definitely well, do it. That's how I became a Cowboys fan was school. My friends at school, my friend yeah. gave me a Cowboys book, like a little book, and it mm-hmm. was like, oh my, I had all the stats in it, Cowboys cheerleaders, and I remember he wrote beautiful in it, and my dad saw it, and I was thought my dad was going to get upset <laughs> that I had like some porn and whatever. <laughs> But cowboy porn, some some but, boy porn. It is kind of boy yeah. porn in a sense. But but yeah, you're right though. The school school is definitely, yeah. and I, I mean, I just remember being in. To I mean, I was always into sports, and, and I'm, I mean, I still am. But and also solo, the NFL. When we now wait, let's see how let's say how old we all are. I'm 48. You're 47, right? Solo. Yep, and 45 in Hollywood. Yep. Okay, and how old are you, Andy? I am 45 in real life. I just turned 45 last week. So, Brett, how old are you? 41. Okay. So pretty much, I mean, it's only a seven-year difference. But we, I think maybe me and Solo a little bit, tiny bit more, have seen the NFL has exploded since, you know what I'm saying? I think that kids know more about NFL than any, except maybe like LeBron James, that you know what I mean? Like they know that name. But I think the NFL is so dominant because when I remember when I was a kid, 
baseball was up there, right? Like a lot of people. When I was a kid, baseball was easily number one when I was a kid. I don't think if you, I I think less than 20% of the population could tell you top five baseball players or two. Well, fantasy football, that has made it. Betting, fantasy football. But also because the the NFL is made for television and the NFL changes rules for television. You know what I'm saying? Like they have no 100%. problem with it. They're like, we are made to be on TV. So they have always worked with and, the, I mean, think about NFL films, how important that was selling the game. Oh, uh, growing up, you know, Oh, remember before the Super Bowl, they used to do a, a marathon of all the Super Bowl highlights. Yeah. And they, I got used to so excited. The NFL to watch knows those. what it's doing. It's a media organization, right? Like, oh, I have to mention one thing. Since we're just blabbing at the end of the show here, um, has anyone seen this going around? This thing that like everyone's being like the NFL's fixed. They're fi- It's fi- the games are fixed. <laughs> like some some person did a um, interview some player, and then somebody's like it's 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 like the new conspiracy theory. Have you has anyone seen this online? I've seen no, it. I mean, no. it's it's also been going. I mean. That's been going around for a while, but it's okay. And it, it, I've noticed this the last couple of times in a few years, especially anytime like we're in a sequence right now where the last three or four weeks there's been a bunch of really bad calls. Yeah. In like game changing calls that could yeah. go the other way. And anytime that happens, that little that conspiracy theory comes back. I've, I've noticed a big oh comeback God. of it just in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I find that very hard to believe. I mean, hey, the NBA, though, did have that ref who was fixing well, games, right? A buddy of mine used to say that NBA's fixed. And I used to think, I mean, they can they could follow a guy out of a game quickly if they wanted to. And then, mm-hmm. like, literally three years later, the Donaghy thing happened. Yep. And he's like, see, see? And I'm like, oh, man, he's right. Yeah, I don't you know. know. Well, but I mean, that's a, that was an isolated I mean, and the, and we think yeah. is easier to fix because you have only 10 totally. players on the, totally. on the court. You can foul out, et cetera. Yep. So yep. That's I mean, you have see, and then the, the old conspiracy thing with, well, the NBA wants the Celtics and the Lakers in it every year, blah, blah, blah. Well, they already sell their, the TV deal is already done. So I guess exactly. maybe in future deals, like if the ratings are low, of course, but yeah. our, our, the whole big market, like in I football, it doesn't fallacy. matter. It like, it doesn't matter anymore yeah. because there's stars everywhere. You can see every game, maybe it, in the old days. Come on. It's such a fallacy. It. Cause people say it about like, yeah, the, uh, yeah, Tampa Bay. When was Tampa Bay a big market? You know what I mean? <laughs> like the NFL wants to fix it. Axel. It's it's the it, it, I, I the don't thing know. that would really I think the thing that would really uh, change some of this is because I don't I I will never say it's fixed. I mean I could see where people can argue that sometimes refs will try and manipulate things because of a point spread or something like that, but I don't I don't still don't think that's happening. But the big thing, and I th- really think this is an issue. Just with, I think refereeing would get so much better if they actually did this. Referees are part time employees. I know so mo- yeah, most referees have a, have a have a job in the off season. The ref they should be able to pay these referees full pay, and in the off season they go to training, and they I mean they learn they learn how to get better at the job. They can afford and let's get to some do it. younger refs. Let's get some younger yeah. refs in too. 
It's not these old guys. And get some glasses on some of these guys. <laughs> and let's well, not hire hot police. I just that love to throw flags every five minutes. Yeah. The, hey, what they work. The thing with it, the and then the part time thing is that somebody else was talking about this on some other pod I listened to recently, where it was one of the other games. It wasn't the wasn't the NBC game. It was one of the one of the noon games. I don't know if it was the Vikings or one of the games where there was a bunch of blown calls. And they were like, why don't we have all the cameras for all the games? This is a multi-billion dollar con- uh, yes. company. Oh, no, that why was not- for the Raiders what- touchdown. Okay. Yeah, there was. It was yeah. probably Lombardi talking yeah, about with it. With the f- <laughs> but foot the, on the line. There, there's little things like that. The NFL is making record profits. Pay the refs full time. Get the, all the technology in all the stadiums. It's it's frustrating. I don't get stuff. it. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I there's it could also, make the game better, I think. There's also a case to be made for the fact that they have chips in their shoulder pads for the next-gen stats. That's how they get those next-gen stats, that there's chips in the shoulder pads and the helmet. Mm. You couldn't put a chip. Oh, like in, for speed and that yeah, kind of stuff? You could put a chip ever, anywhere. You could put it in a glove. You could put it in the ball, in the, to, in the yeah, tip there, of the there's ball. There's no reason they shouldn't be in the pylons and the ball. Oh, see, and, the thing is, though, with the ball thing, that's a little screwy because what if your knee's down? But you, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I think that's a tougher. There, yeah, that's a, kind of a tougher. Well, but, but you could you could do that with like yardage and stuff though, because if you had sensors built into the field and then the ball, they the ball even though the knee would still, but I still do be say there, this. could make it better. Everything we're talking about, we were just talking before about when we were young. Remember before instant replay. Remember when people would talk when instant replay came in and people would say, I hate it. It slows down the game. And plus, and we don't hear this anymore. It takes away the human element of a game where just like you have someone barely make it out of bounds. Sometimes a ref has a bad call and the team has to overcome it. So I think that there is always an internal fight in the NFL where the refs on the field are kind of like, look, this is our job. If mm-hmm. everything's going to be scrutinized like that, then what does it matter what we're doing? Then all the refing should be by camera from New York. So I think that it's always a little, I don't know. I'm just saying, don't mean to be devil's advocate, but it's kind of like there's a give and take there. That's why whenever there's a game, when there's a really terrible call, I try not to think that, decided the game i think about the other plays where the team could have done something you know what i'm saying like so, Kellen more running the ball more like stuff like that yeah. exactly not going what to noah you, brown yeah yeah, yeah. no what God. do you guys noah think brown about and braxton you... berrio should be on instagram together solo oh, did you guys see the and what do you guys think about it if you did see it what do you think about the terry mclaren thing with the offsides that or the not lining up in the right formation oh, thing? did you guys see that thank you andy that was interesting where he, yeah. he nods to the ref and that like the, every ref every right receiver does this on every level of football and says, hey, am I lined up in the right spot? And the ref nodded, and then you can see the ref put his hand in his pocket, and the second the ball snaps, he throws the flag. Yeah, well, you know what? The ref doesn't have to tell him. That's that's a that's well, a Yeah, nicety. but it's, I mean, football is just like baseball, and there's all these unwritten rules and all this stuff. I mean, you either have the unwritten rules or you don't. Maybe that's the fixing. I mean, or customs yeah, or whatever. I don't know. I just Something about that really rubbed me the wrong way there. Yeah, I don't know. All the I just think when it comes – to the ref stuff too. You also, you just never know what's going. I mean, they're human beings. You know what I mean. So I think yeah. sometimes you think they of could some- have had a shitty afternoon. Exactly. Yeah. Or 
that player was an asshole two plays before mm-hmm. and said, and, you know, and yelled at him and, and told him like, it's your job to tell me. And now he's like, okay, motherfucker, it's my job. Here's the flag. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I mean, but is he supposed to not shake his head? No, you're not lined up right there. It's like not. It, it, yeah. He's not supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. So I remember in a game I did it and the ref, I mean, this was high school, but the ref actually told me that he gave like a little move, like move back a little bit. Cause I was two and I, I was like, Oh, what a nice guy. But mm. you know, and, you know, you think on the pro level, you you've done it so many times that you should know where to line up. Exactly. I mean, that's another po- good point. Solo. And I guess part of what, part Getting of what annoyed me about money. that is like, they'll, they'll say that they should know better. But then in the, like the very next play, when there's a pass interference, that they don't call, they'll say, yeah, but we don't want to inject ourselves in the game <laughs> That's true. at that critical point in the game. That's so it's true. like, well, which, point. which one is it? So, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. That whole sequence, I'm like, what is that? Uh, I don't it, know. Yeah, it's it was so bizarre. It's just... It is the, it's the human condition, right? That's why yeah. I think that until they go, until at some point, everything's chips and cameras and motion sensors and the whole field is a basically like a freaking computer or something and a giant ipad that yeah. you touch and it's yeah <laughs> how about this you at home make the call was he in 57 <laughs> percent say no and then i mean they fucking do that you know who knows that's when Elon they just need to have the nfl they just need to have ai exactly but you know what they don't have east new york thanks for no. listening to the pod <laughs> folks <laughs> dvrpodcast.com this has been fantastic i'm so happy that solo jumped on we've had a great time we're gonna have some great holidays everybody stay safe in the snow out there solo take us out hey everyone great job i'm glad i could come on everyone out there our listeners our friends our family be safe enjoy the holidays you know often we you know it, it sometimes it takes the holidays to appreciate things but you know life is so precious and we it's amazing and just enjoy i know we we hate family and we we get all those dysfunctional (laughs) stories but you know what but this year love your family no matter what and because you never know when you're not going to see them again or whatever and just be thankful that you know what we're able to watch football have a good time and enjoy each other's company and uh just you know you know, and if you're walking the street and you see an Eagles fan, don't throw a rock at them. Say, hey, Merry Christmas, man, or Happy Hanukkah, whatever. Just just for this week. Then you can hate them the next week. But no, enjoy, fellas, the holidays. And oh, sorry, you're stuck in Minnesota. But, you know, uh, things happen for a reason, buddy. And you had to have some feeling flakes. So it's- for BTK, for Axel and Ando, I'm Heath Solo. Welcome to East New York. <laughs>